This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, after two weeks of mandatory virtual learning, Montgomery County school districts have made their decision on whether to return to the classroom. However, some districts have abruptly changed their plans for Monday. Podsgrove School District was slated to go hybrid, but so many teachers called in sick, the district had to do a last-minute switch back to virtual. Superintendent William uh, Shirk said in an update to parents on Sunday, defining the closure as a functional closure due to inadequate staffing. Uh, Springford Area School District is also switching its plan back to all virtual. The district planned to do a mix of in-person and hybrid, but rising COVID numbers changed those plans. Lower Moreland will continue its plan to go hybrid, despite nearly a dozen staff members being in quarantine due to COVID-19 exposure. A letter was sent home to parents in the district Sunday saying one student and 11 staff members tested positive or were exposed to someone who was. Parents and guardians of Lower Moreland uh, students who attend in-person instruction beginning Monday are being asked to monitor uh, their child's health using the daily health questionnaire provided by the district. Students in Southerton Area High School uh, school District will be the only ones with the option for a full in-person instruction, and the Methacton School District will, district will remain all virtual. So obviously things are going back and forth, but like for you, Kathy, I know like we went, we're back. What's going to happen? Back. What's going to do? You know, you're, you're yeah. You're we're going back, back to and hybrid forth. today. Oh, okay, all right. Um, Us too. Yeah, you're. Oh, are you? Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. But uh, but Ben's hybrid is um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, just for his okay particular. Section. And this is so, the following week. Is it Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Is that no, no. He's Tuesdays and Thursdays the whole time. Okay. Um, and so they the the Ben Ben school district decided they're going to do that that way. <laughs> they decided that this week uh, that way <laughs> for second. the rest of 2020. So we'll see if that plays out. But that's supposed to be the plan until the holidays. Does he look forward to, to going in? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like the one school district, they had you know over the weekend all of these people that were either going to call in sick on you know on monday or were exposed so they right. had to just last minute last yeah. night say hey we've got to stay uh, all virtual mm. so yeah you, you never know uh, a new outdoor gathering limit went into effect in new jersey this morning starting at 6 a.m the gathering limit drops from 150 people to 25 people wedding ceremonies funerals memorial services and religious and political activities are not subject to the outdoor gathering limit all other types of gatherings such as high school football games or an outdoor concert will be limited to 25 individuals athletes coaches referees and other individuals necessary for a professional or collegiate sports competition are not counted towards the 25 person limit it. On Saturday, Murphy paused indoor practices and competitions for youth and adult sports. Murphy tightened restrictions on indoor gatherings recently in response to the surge in COVID-19 cases. Indoor dining is restricted to 25% of a restaurant's capacity, and no indoor dining is allowed between the hours of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Indoor gatherings are limited to 10 people, with exceptions for events such as re- religious ceremonies. Travelers from out of state are urged to quarantine for 14 days, but Murphy said that the state is relying on the honor system for compliance. Now, all schools in the Washington Township School District in Gloucester County are switching to all remote learning, and that will remain in effect until January 11th. A teenage boy in Abilene, Texas, was suspended from school for wearing nail polish. Clyde High School senior Trevor Wilkinson recently went to school with his nails painted and was suspended for violating the district's dress code, he says. The Clyde CISD dress code states that boys are not allowed to wear makeup or nail polish. It's a complete double standard because girls are allowed to have any form of nails they want, and honestly, they can express themselves in any way they want, Wilkinson said. He set up a petition asking the school to change the policy and receive thousands of signatures. Clyde 
CISD Superintendent Kenny Berry refused to elaborate on Wilkinson's case. He would not answer questions about the dress code's requirement for men and women. Questions or concerns with the dress code are reviewed individually, and the district cannot share any information regarding a specific student, Berry said in a statement. The district serves a community approximately 15 miles east of Abilene and has an enrollment of about 1,450 students at four campuses. He's got some pretty killer nails. We're looking he at does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like flames and really yeah. cool designs. <laughs> badass. Yep. All right, in sports this morning. Oh. <laughs> The Eagles lost again, falling to the Packers 30-16 to yesterday afternoon in Green Bay. In the second half, head coach Doug Peterson bench starting quarterback Carson Wentz. Eagles rookie Jalen Hurts threw a 32-yard touchdown pass to Greg Ward on a 4th and 18 play, and Jalen Rager scored on a 73-yard punt return to cut the Packers' lead to 23-16, but the Packers were able to score another touchdown and hold on for the win. The Eagles are back home next weekend to host the New Orleans Saints. In college basketball, Villanova went into Texas and got a big win. Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Justin Moore each scored 19 points, and number 12 Villanova held on to beat number 17 Texas 68-64, handing the Longhorns their first loss of the season. The Wildcats won in their first trip to Texas since winning the 2018 National Championship in San Antonio. And after reports surfaced that the Phillies were open to offers for their second highest paid player starting pitcher Zach Wheeler, the team responded by saying those reports were completely untrue. The managing general partner of the team said that the team will not trade starting pitcher Wheeler under any circumstances. If they offered me Babe Ruth, I wouldn't trade him, John Middleton said uh, in a phone conversation adding Ted Williams and Mike Schmidt to Ruth's name for good measure. I have authorized no one to have a conversation about about trading him. Following the summer of games played without fans in the stands, the Phils recently became the latest team to make a front office layoffs, letting go of, uh, letting go of 80 employees at the end of November. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, welcome back from the weekend. Uh, trust everybody had a decent one. It was, it was cool, a good weekend. Man. It was. Yeah. But, but properly, like, it was raw on Saturday, so I did some yeah. internal decorating, and then the sun was out yesterday, so I finished up my... I'm done now with the external decorating. Oh, yeah. So you're finished? Very nice. Yeah. Good for you. Excellent. It was, it was good. Well, I woke up at 2 a.m. today. Oh, so nice. That's uh, fun. For no particular reasons. Well, yeah, you, were, you were here when I got here, mm-hmm. uh, and that's wonderful when you have no possible way of going back to sleep. Nope. And so you did the smart thing. I Eventually. Yeah. I mean, I laid there for, you know, an hour and a half. Just like this is oh, stupid. Man. Did you go to bed at your regular time? Oh yeah. So you completely uh, you'll you'll crash later on. Oh, I'm already yeah, starting yeah. to right now. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but but I'll pull it together. <laughs> I'll do it. But it's just like, man, why? Come on. But whatever. What's worse, know. the two a.m. wake up or the the ten minutes before you're supposed to wake up? Wake up. Ooh. In other what? words, oh, uh, in other words, you, it's got to be two the two a.m. one. I don't know, man. You that, have a shot at getting back to sleep, even even or like that, yeah, ten or twenty minute thing. Is right. Like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, Do I okay. even try to go back to sleep? You know right. what I mean? You Is have it to... even worth it? Yeah. yeah. It's and very you they're playing a game. Whereas at 2 o'clock, you go, I, I can try this. Yeah. I thought you meant like waking up at 2 and not being able to fall back to sleep. Right. In, in that scenario, yeah, you're right. Did yeah. you um? Did you get desperate enough to spank? Are we sharing these things this morning? <laughs> oh, we do that all the time. <laughs> in 20 some odd years, we've no, shared I everything. No, I Is that the first thing on your mind? <laughs> I can't get back to sleep. Let me rub one out. I just laid there and tried, tried desperately yeah. to sleep 
And and I, Kathy, I did our breathing techniques. I not, it not, didn't work. Yeah, when it doesn't work, it's like you know you're you're up. Like yeah. that's it. Yep. Forget it. I tried. I did the. Uh, I, I did the. I, I gave it the the old college try. But anyway, doesn't matter. Does not matter. We're here, to, ready to go. We do have a new word of the week prize. We have a large Kiwanis King of Prussia gift basket filled with fine chocolates, fresh hand paddled fudge. What? Sea salt caramels, hand dipped chocolate pretzels. Is this hot hand-pound? chocolate mix? <laughs> it's hand shuck. Uh, festival holiday treats and a hundred dollar. Oh, I said Kiwanis. Kilwins. Oh, uh, okay. There we go. Kilwins. Like the Kiwanis. The Kiwanis Club. That's nice. <laughs> What's the name of it again? Is that I bet that's in the King of Prussia Mall. It's, Killing, yes, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, so yeah, uh, so we will give that away on on Friday. That place you, is deadly if you ever go in there. If you keep track of the, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the place I'm thinking of. Okay, it's next to the Kiwanis Club. We're gonna. We're, well, no wonder I got confused. <laughs> and listen, I've been up since two. So that's right. My brain's a little foggy. And you're rubbing one out. So I don't rub- <laughs> it helps. No, I did this. Yeah, yeah. I just liked your description of it. That's what threw me off. I was like, what? You do patty oh, cake? Okay. Yeah. Show, wake great. up. I want to play patty cake. Uh, so anyhow, we have that to give away, and uh, we have a bunch of other things as far as giveaways go. And I have a whole lot of entertainment stories to get to, so we'll go ahead and take a break. Oh, and we do have a guest on the program this morning. We have Robin of Batman and Robin fame, Mr. Burt Ward. Yes, yeah. the original from the 1960s television show. Burt Ward will be getting in touch with us this morning. So we'll talk to him a little bit later in the program around 930. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get into the entertainment reports. Stupid question and all that stuff coming up next. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock. And that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do a stupid question. I got this uh, listener sent this in, uh, Steve Giordano. And the question that I have for you, and by the way, the prize we're going to give away a $50 Carabas Italian grilled mm. dining card. Yeah. Good stuff. Question I have for you. What are the states? Arizona, Nevada, West Virginia, Maryland, Oklahoma, Tennessee, California, and Pennsylvania have in common? That's a lot on your plate right there, right? That is. Um, I want you to think about this. What do the states, Arizona, Nevada, West Virginia, Maryland, Oklahoma, Tennessee, California, and Pennsylvania have in common? Can I guess? Um, yeah. They weigh the same? N- well, no. Oh. I don't think so. All right. I think, um, well, I think you California them? weighs a lot more <laughs> probably. Yeah, they're so uh, than health Maryland. conscious and I don't know. Uh, so, um <laughs> So once again, let's see if you know the answer to that question. If you don't, I'll, I'll give you a clue, and uh, and we'll move forward. So I'll go through some birthdays today, Monday, December seventh. Uh, Steve, we always we always talk about this guy. It's Johnny Bench's birthday. Today. Johnny Bench, baseball ben- Hall of Fame catcher. And what was the toy, Preston, or the, the Johnny the- Bench, Bench batter up? <laughs> it's just like playing with Johnny Bench. It was awesome. I, I had it. one. I loved it. Me too. Especially when you're a kid who has no friends. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting out back hitting balls. Actually, it's on this ball on a swing arm. Yeah, it spins yeah, yeah. around and 
Actually, it was a good way to practice. I was playing baseball, you know, with a, a, an organized group at the time, so it was a good a good way to practice. If you wanted to learn how to pull your hitch to the left or right, that was the way to do it. He is 73 today. Uh, the great Larry Bird celebrates his birthday today. Right. Was married to Lyndon Johnson. No, that was uh, Lady Bird. Oh, I'm this sorry. Larry Bird. Uh, 64 years old. You want to have some fun? Go back and watch the uh, the Larry Bird uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, there's tons of videos on YouTube of yes. their kind of friendly rivalry. rivalry. Yeah. Sometimes it was not friendly. No. But after no. a while, it became very, very friendly. But uh, it's pretty cool. It was, it was a it was a really awesome rivalry. So he's 64 today. Actress Helen Burstyn been around for a while. Uh, she's 88 years old. Last picture show, The Exorcist. Um, w. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Yeah. Uh, she's 88. Uh, it's T.O.'s birthday today oh. as well. What's he up to? I don't know. Anybody know? Nah. He's doing I mean, some, uh, he's... some reality TV stuff a little bit. but uh, He still says that he can still play in the NFL. Yeah, you know him. what? I saw a... Mm-hmm. I, I may have it in my stack O stuff somewhere, mm-hmm. but you remember when he was in a hyperbaric chamber at home? He had his own at home? Yes, right. There is some fairly conclusive evidence that it does help really slow down the aging process. Really? So where's this coming from? Uh, Not I, the Justine Institute. Yeah, it's, it might be in that pile, okay. but it was a series of studies that were done to show that there's validity to it. Told that, you, mother effers. And that they're... Richard Mike. Oh yeah, he was in one too. Of course, that's right. But but uh, they're they're doing more, you know, research and and studies into Interesting. it. Interesting. But, but you know, it it supposedly is all right. Really good for you. So uh, he's forty seven today. Uh, actor Jeffrey Wright. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quantum of Solace, the Hunger Games uh, films. If you've ever seen Angels in America. So good. Wow. He plays like three different roles. Yeah. And he's just amazing in it. Uh, He is uh, 55 He's going to be the new Commissioner Gordon. Oh, that's right. Yep. In the Batman. Uh, Tom Waits. This guy. You remember the first, I, the first, my first exposure to Tom Waits was on SNL. Yeah, and they had him as musical guest, and I would sit there going, "You have got to be effing kidding me!" Mm-hmm. Not realizing what a good songwriter he really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Uh, celebrates his seventy-first birthday today. He's an actor too. Yeah, he yeah, pops yeah. up in a few movies here and there. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah, now you're watching her on Dexter. I just started watching Dexter. The show was on. It came on in two thousand. I think it went for like. Eight or nine seasons. Right, right. Just getting around to it. Well, listen, you know. But I, I watched the first episode and I was like, whoa, this is freaking yeah. intense. Man. I like, she dated uh, the actor who plays Dexter for they, a I think he got married, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I guess right. you have to do that when you're on a show with yeah. a co star. And they were brother and sister uh, on the show. Well, adopted. Adopted brothers brother and sisters. So. And now I, I believe she's married to uh, one of the brothers from Forrest Ava, Whitaker. <laughs> now, Avid Brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, quarantine, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, amongst her credits, she's 41 today. Nicholas Holt. Yes. Uh, who was in About a Boy. He's the boy. Talented about a dude. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Clash of the Titans, X-Men First Class. He was beast in that. Mad Max. Uh, he's 31 today. And speaking of X-Men First Class, another gentleman from that group, Caleb Landry Jones, who played uh, Banshee in that. And then in the movie Get Out, he yeah. was the crazy brother, brother. Yeah, uh, who would you know take out these people, not to, to give too much away, but anyhow... Um, I didn't catch his age. I don't know how old he is, but... Um, 11-D. He celebrates his 11th birthday. 31. He's 31. 31. All right. Uh, same as Nicholas Holt, which would stand to reason. And then the last birthday I saw is actress Emily Browning. 
Uh, yes, I love her. Sucker Punch and Lemony Snicket's a series of un- unfortunate events. If you ever get a chance, again, I've recommended that movie a couple times. Legend about the Cray Brothers, the the Mob Brothers in London. Yeah, really good, and she's excellent. Oh. Thirty two today. All right, uh, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. And there are various answers to this, but there's only one that I am looking for. Two one five two six three WMMR to answer the question. What are the states? Arizona, Nevada. West, West Virginia, Maryland, Oklahoma, Tennessee, California, and Pennsylvania have in common, and I will go to Rick for the answer. Rick, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What do all those states have in common? I they were part of the battleship row in uh, Pearl Harbor. That's right. They all were battleships in Pearl Harbor, December seventh, nineteen forty-one. You are correct, sir. Hang on a second, Rick. We're going to set you up with a $50 Carabas Italian Grill dining card. You can feed the family this holiday season with Carabas Family Bundles featuring lasagna, spaghetti, chicken parmesan, or hey. salmon separito. And it's available through carside carryout and delivery. And they feed four to five people. Start at $34.99 for larger parties. Carabas Catering serves 10 and up and offers individually packaged meals. You can visit Carabas.com. For the complete menu. At the box office, uh, number one this weekend was Crude's. Uh, made a whopping $4.4 million. $4.4 million. And they say it is a leading contender for Best Picture of the Year. Uh, followed by Half Brothers, Freaky, All My Life, War with Grandpa, Elf, Come Play, Let Him Go, Honest Thief. I love seeing these movies pop up because Die Hard is number Die 10. Die Hard. That's well, a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas it movie. It is. Of sorts, Yes. All right, we'll start with uh, in the entertainment report. Kylie Jenner is on the lookout for a man who was recently busted for burglary near her home. She believes that he is seeking her out mm. and is, in turn, looking for protection from authorities. At this, with that amount of wealth, shouldn't she be able to afford a top-notch security firm? Yeah, you would think so. Uh, thankfully, her neighbor. What, is she installing her own video cameras? NBA player uh, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, found the intruder in his home and was able to chase him out of his house before he, he came near DeRozan's kids. Uh-huh. So he made it inside? Playing yeah. nearby, yeah. That's scary. Would, um, Nick, honestly, with that kind of money, don't you think they would have better security well, setups? They probably do have great security. They just, uh, sometimes criminals are clever. It depends on how determined an individual is, I guess. Yeah, you can't figure these people. <laughs> uh, Jenner hit up the courts on Friday and filed legal documents requesting a restraining order against Justin Burquist. Uh, police sources tell TMZ that he broke into a home in her gated community last month and then returned again, this time to target Jenner's house. When security stopped him, he said that he was there to see Jenner, and he is uh, due back in court next month. Speaking of break-ins, did you guys get to the episode of The Crown this season where the guy breaks into Buckingham Palace twice? Uh, I'm waiting to watch it during the holidays. Holy, holy yeah, crap, I remember man. that when that happened, though. It's, yeah. uh, it's a... A true story, and this guy broke into Buckingham Palace. Yeah, Steve, speaking of a great security, uh-huh. twice. I mean, wouldn't you have like one of those Ed two hundred nine things, right? Yeah, well, like, you know, some kind of camera, right? Right. Uh, Netflix tweeted. Speaking of the the Royals, Netflix tweeted a clip from its documentary Diana and her words, uh, pledging quote answers. Much about what you were asking. The clip includes recordings of the uh, late Princess Diana opening up about her heartbreak over Prince Charles's relationship with Camilla Parker Bowles and now the Duchess of Cornwall she is. Of course, there has been a significant backlash against the crown and how the royals are depicted. Uh, trolls on Twitter have been so vicious that Charles and Duchess Camilla, 
who, per fictionalized plot on the show, carried on an affair throughout Charles's marriage to Diana, have had to turn off comments on their channel. Several royals and even members of the cast are asking that Netflix focus on the fact that the show is fictionalized. Instead, the streamer appears to be doubling down with this new promo. They also released a statement on the controversy over the weekend stating, we have always presented The Crown as a drama, and we have every confidence our members understand it's a work of fiction that's broadly based on historical events. As a result, we have no plans and see no need uh, to add a disclaimer. It's kind of weird if you stop and think about the dynamic, because Prince William, uh, William... And uh, uh, his wife have signed a huge deal with Netflix. So the same channel that is doing this, which apparently is not sitting well with his dad, mm-hmm. he's working for the same company. And it's interesting, you know, I mean, I I, I believe that it's done with, you know, like they said in the statement, that it's broadly based on historical events. Right. But there are some people that will take it for, you know. Hell, I do. I, we all do a little bit. You know, you... you and you do you even though the you you know in your in your outer mind you know yeah this is a lot of this is fictionalized it does sort of paint the picture on how you see things well they do a really good job with it too so I watched this Diana documentary Preston that you're talking about and they they take clips historical footage of actual things that happened with Diana and Prince Charles which uh, oh, by the way it's really funny because I didn't care about this stuff 20 years ago but I care about it yeah, now, now? Of the crown yeah. I'm, I'm totally into it but they um they then uh, put those uh, actual dialogue right into the crown they they take word for word and they they make it part of the drama but there are very historically accurate por- portions of the mm-hmm. crown that end up in the show so then you tend to believe all of the crown because of, yeah. the, of what they do you know to uh, to replicate it um so the show may not be as far as uh, off as it may seem though uh says diana's former butler paul burrell he told the son that the show is quote pretty close to the truth Bro, He said, uh, Diana said to me, I thought when I got married that my husband would be there for me, to care for me, to support me, to encourage me, but he isn't. And to skeptics... He's a big-eared prick. Uh, and to skeptics who doubt the accuracy, Burrell says, people that jump up and say, well, that's not factual. He said, well, it's actually pretty close to the truth. Well, there you go. Wow. You have an insider saying that. You take him on his word. Pretty close to the truth. I mean, a lot of this truth. stuff is... With conversations that are behind doors, you can't know what was said. Right. But the stuff that is on the surface, they can get it pretty close. Yeah. Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas have moved in together. Ooh! Eight months after confirming their relationship, the 32-year-old is officially moving into the 48-year-old Affleck, Affleck's home. They got an RV together, right? Uh, she put her Venice, California pad on the market. The source tells people that their relationship continues to be strong. Uh, they've been spotted out together multiple times in recent months, with uh, De Armas also spotted spending time with Affleck's uh, three children, Violet, Serafina, and Samuel, with, of course, his ex, Jennifer Garner. you got to see the tabloids, you know, sites, because it's all like Ben and uh, his girlfriend go out for uh, smoothies. They go out for coffee. They're going out for shopping. They're going out for water. I mean, they're all over them. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, Jennifer Garner, though, she stayed uh, busy celebrating 10 million followers on Instagram mm. uh, with a hilarious record. Uh, recreation of her iconic pool scene in Alias. Uh, the 48-year-old posted side-by-side videos of the original and the redo, and she wrote, here's the video I promised my manager and my publicist said I would never post. At some point in 2021, ladies, I will try to look cute just for you, she said. <laughs> uh, but the original, she's in a bikini, and the new one, she's wearing like a like a wetsuit, and, and it's, um, it's a little bit of a spoof. It's cute. So. Yeah. Kathy Lee Gifford is opening up about the time convicted sexual assaulter Bill Cosby tried to kiss her. 
Really? The 67-year-old... I thought you were Regis. ...told people that she worked with Cosby for two years, and they became friends. But one night, he stepped over the line. She said he tried to kiss me. I want to kiss him. She said... (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? I want to kiss him. (laughs) Come on. Come here. Come here. (laughs) I want to kiss him. (laughs) She said he was not the first man... Who wants a Benadryl smoothie? She said it was not the first man during a multi-decade career that came on to me, and I'm just very grateful I never let any of them take it any further than that. Uh, Giver who recently released her memoir called It's Never Too Late, says that he is not now the man she once knew. She said this was the most admired man in America for years. He was called America's dad. Uh, she said, and the one and only time that he did try to kiss me, I said, no, Bill, you're my friend. And he what goes, do you mean? And he goes, you're right. Good night. So I found those accusations against him very painful because that's not the man I knew. She said, I never saw anybody personally being treated that way by him in two years traveling all over the country, uh, staying in the same house with him wherever we went. Um, And Gifford said, we had great fun together and I never thought a thing of it. He would make me cappuccinos. He would make the girls cappuccinos. He would pour me a glass of wine on occasion. Uh And I would read stories about how he would put drugs in other women's drinks and it was just foreign to me. She said, but... I didn't doubt the women's stories. I don't know why he behaved the way he did with the other women. Uh, that's uh, their story to tell, she said. So she never experienced anything, but she doesn't deny that it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, but she, she's uh, going to be honest about her own experience. Exactly. She had. I think she was involved with a Kennedy for a while. Was she? Yeah. Uh, Nick, if you could do a quick check on that. She is... Um, was this early in her life? Or earlier, yeah, years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. she's so, been married twice, and and she's had a bit of a rough life because Frank died, and yep. he had that affair yeah. for a long time, and yep. uh, yeah, I'll look that up though, Steve. Okay, I have some other news, and this is sad news. Actor David Lander, oh. known for his role as Andrew Squiggy Squigman on <laughs> Laverne and Shirley, uh, died. He was seventy three years old. I saw it, and I was like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, man, Squiggy died. I know. I lo- honestly. If you take Happy Days and you take Laverne and Shirley, Laverne and Shirley was more genuinely funny than Happy Days. And and, and this ensemble cast, especially he and Michael McKeon, yeah. were, were a, a big part of that. They were great. Uh, Lander died on Friday at Cedar sinai Medical Center. He had been fighting multiple sclerosis for decades. Uh, statement read, David's family hopes his fans will remember him for all the laughter he brought into the world. Lander played Squiggy, and Michael McKeon played Lenny, the upstairs neighbors to Laverne DeFazio and Shirley Feeney. Uh, the show ran from 1976 to 1983. Uh, Penny Marshall died in uh, December of 2018 at age 75. Lander, who was born in uh, Brooklyn, was in 120 movies and television series, including Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Used Cars, Scary Movie, and 101 Dalma- Dalmatians, uh, the series. Uh, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 1984, uh, just a year after Laverne and Shirley came to an end. He kept the illness secret uh, illness secret until 1999 with the release of his memoir, which was called Fall Down Laughing, How Squiggy Caught Multiple Sclerosis and Didn't Tell Nobody. <laughs> I love that title. Yes. <laughs> it's excellent. We have a montage. Squiggy, it was great because yeah. his signature line was just, Hello. hello. He would just say hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, there's a montage. Is that what you got this from? That's what it is, yeah. He, he would open the door, right. and they would have some 
stupid outfit right, on right. or something would there, be happening. There'd always be a point in time in the conversation where either Laverne and Shirley would say something like, you know, where do you find people like that? And then the door comes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And right into it. So here's a, here's a montage of those. And there is no reason on earth why Prince Charming cannot walk through our front door. Hello. <laughs> Hello, girls. Hello. 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 Um, he, uh, they actually performed this, you know, these characters, both he and Michael McKeon, and I guess outside of college, when they're in college as a, as a, a comedy duo. No kidding. Except it wasn't Squiggy. It was something like, like Bruno or Tony. Okay. Uh, and so um, I think it was Gary Marshall that said, let's, um, let's change that up a little bit, make it a, a catchier name. No kidding. Uh, he later became known for speaking at conventions, fundraisers, and galas where he advocated for others who lived with multiple sclerosis. Uh, the actor leaves behind his wife of 41 years, Kathy Lander, and 37-year-old daughter, Natalie Lander. So, sad news. Um, the MTV, uh, MTV had honored the greatest movie and TV moments of the last 40 years in lieu of their MTV Movie and TV Awards on Sunday night. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens had hosted the uh, the unique event. Uh, there were no nominees announced prior. All winners were announced during a socially distanced ceremony. So this to is be a honest, type I, of thing. Did you have? Uh, listen, I have no I, idea. I, I'm up on this stuff. I, I follow this stuff pretty uh, um, diligently. I had no idea this was taking place. Well, if it doesn't work its way under your radar at all? Yeah. What does that say about, like, if, if nobody is tweeting about it or talking like about it? social media, nothing. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I'm on the entertainment sites all the effing time. Mm. So what does it say about the validity of these things? So here are the greatest of all time winners. All right, you ready? So the uh, dance your ass off category was won by Kevin Bacon for Footloose. Uh, that's, a, that's a strong case. Comedy Giant was won by Kevin Hart. I love Kevin Hart. Yeah. But there have been bigger. There have been bigger, but you have to think of it in an MTV context. I, I do understand, but yeah. they, they do go back a ways uh, with some of these. Like, um, Scream Queen was Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, okay. Yeah. Though she did have a recent Halloween movie. Uh, dynamic Duo, and this is cute, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Because, of course, they were in The Wedding Singer, 51st, da- 51st Dates, and Blended. They're great on screen together, great yep. chemistry. Yep. Uh, the legendary, greatest of all time, legendary lip lock goes to Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair from Cruel Intentions. Okay. And they actually did a little bit of a spoof. It was pretty funny. It showed the two of them now, uh, and they were about to recreate it. And you can't see it in, uh, from the scene. They get right where they're about to kiss, and there's glass in between the two <laughs> oh, of them. Oh, that's funny. And their lips smash on it. It was pretty cute. <laughs> well... She- I mean, real quick, though. I mean, if you were to list your top five movie kisses of all time, would that even be in your... It, it like, wouldn't be in mine. I, th- I think these are the people who were available uh, this <laughs> week because they have footage of most of these winners. Well, I'll, I'll also tell you this. They, it, that was an MTV-level movie. When that oh, yeah. Cruel Intentions had yeah. Ryan Phillippe, it had, it had uh, the, the, the whole thing had an MTV. It may have even been produced by MTV. And it was titillating at the time. Right. If you're going to talk about like wild things or the uh, that uh, that kiss in the uh, in the pool with the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. 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 I mean, I honestly, the first thing I thought of was the upside down kiss from Spider-Man. That, so, and that is one before. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that is true. one for yeah. best kiss before. Selma Blair, by the way, looks great. She's, she does. Her, she had health issues 
And um, yeah, she, she is, is MS. MS. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, she's she's looking like she's handling it well. Um, the greatest of all time heartbreaking breakup goes to Jason Siegel and Kristen Bell and forgetting Sarah Marshall. That one I don't really agree no. with. I no. love that movie. Yeah. But I wouldn't call that a heartbreaking breakup. No, like The Notebook. What? It's a comedy. But yeah. Uh, and in fact, La La it, it's good that they broke up. La La so. Land is a perfect yeah. one. Yeah. It's an excellent one. Yeah. All right, here you go. I like this one. Greatest of all time, Zero to Hero. Goes to William Zadka as Johnny Lawrence and from uh, Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Yeah. So he was the jerk, and then Cobra Kai kind of hmm. brought it back around. Gave you his perspective. Yep. Uh, the Shiro, the greatest of all time Shiro, which is female hero, Gal Gadot. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And uh, the greatest of all time hero for the ages is Chadwick Boseman. And I believe we had isolated a couple of clips. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. and Don Cheadle honoring uh, Chadwick Boseman. The second you first saw him on screen or had the opportunity to meet him in person, his energy and intensity was, was undeniable. There was something different and special about Chadwick Boseman. Each time he stepped on the set, he inspired and influenced everyone there. And with every role, he created a new legion of fans. He had an incredible power to unify people in their love for his work and their respect for him as a person. The way he lived his life united people behind a higher purpose, and that will be his legacy. The Avengers have all been given an opportunity to portray characters that are meaningful and hopefully memorable. Mr. Bozeman truly embodied what it meant to be a superhero. His impact as a groundbreaking leading man as an icon on screen, it won't be quantified by the box office records he broke, but by the legions of fans who will celebrate him for many years to come. Chadwick will be forever known as the Black Panther, but he also painted incredibly powerful portrayals of iconic and influential real men who changed the world. Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, Jackie Robinson. He brought humanity and truth to the portrayal of people who felt larger than life, and he did it in a way that honored their memories. And he wasn't just a hero on screen. His list of selfless and inspirational acts and deeds is too long to recount here. Consistently showing up during trial and triumph for family, friends, and fans alike. Some of whom were battling the same invisible enemy. He was the most heroic when just being Chad. That's when he was bigger than anyone he played on screen. We were both so proud to be part of this award. Recognizing him, the greatest of all time, our hero for the ages, Chadwick Boseman. That's nice. That's really nice. The people cheering in the background was a little. That's I, I, I agree because that's pumped in. Yeah. There was no need to you know the the unless they had did they have a Zoom rig or something? I even doubt that. Still, it was, it was even, a pre-taped special. Even if those aren't can, canned cheers so, yeah. and those are actual. Duncan Marshall. Woo! Yeah, no, I agree. Case it was a little distracting, but I don't know. What would you put there? Uh, maybe music. I, yeah, it would have to be I very. We have the very very melancholy music, yeah, sure. yeah. But which is kind of tough for a. It's it's hard, you know, when they're when they're trying to put these things together and make them sound right with nobody there. Yeah, yeah, like this. <laughs> this is gonna be kind of tough to watch. Or yeah. this one. This was from uh, Endgame. No, I'm sorry, Infinity War. That's just super sad. Uh, so anyhow, he got to Hero of the Ages, uh, Chadwick Boseman. I realized we miss uh, we missed a, a clip that I wanted to hear, Steve. Oh. Uh, it is a. Uh, 
It's Lenny and the Squig Tones. Oh. <laughs> this is an honor. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. No, not an honor, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> David Lander. Yeah. Uh, was this, were they playing music? Yeah, well, they, yes. Did they, they have a band? They were a band on the, the show, Lenny okay. and, the, and the Squig Tones, uh-huh. and then they released an album, oh, if you remember. Oh, God. But this is no. from the show. Okay. I want you to sit down, relax, and dance to the rhythmic music of Lenny and the Squig Tones. I think I'm I'll... Lenny, and I'm the Squig Tones. <laughs> this song is called Night After Night, and it's I about remember two nights in a row. <laughs> You have to be so good to, to sound that bad. Uh-huh. You know, you really have to be talented, and the timing and Michael McKeon's musical ability shines through. It's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, this is nice. Matthew Perry is launching a Friends-themed clothing line to benefit uh, coronavirus. Friends. Uh, the 51-year-old actor has announced via Instagram that he's creating a limited-edition clothing line based on the hit show. Alongside a photo of himself in a Friends-themed T-shirt, Matthew wrote, What is this, a limited edition T-shirt for charity? <laughs> for two weeks only, I'm releasing an apparel collection. Now, will this compete with the Night Court Couture? Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for two weeks only, he said he's releasing it. Uh, proceeds will support the World Health Organization's COVID-19 relief efforts. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Matthew made the announcement on Instagram a few weeks after confirming that the long-awaited Friends reunion special has been scheduled for March of 2021. So you can order that now. Uh, so Wendy Williams' mother, Shirley Williams, passed away. A journalist named uh, Courtney Brown revealed the news on social media. Oh, yeah. Williams has not confirmed her mother's death publicly. Uh, Her cause of death has not been released, nor have any details regarding her passing. Besides Wendy and her two siblings, she leaves behind her husband, Thomas Williams Jr. I really don't care for Wendy Williams, but you never ever. Want no, you to never want that. that time. Did you see the trailer? I sent it to you. It was a trailer from a. Yeah, I responded movie. to you. Did you see what I responded? No, I didn't see that. I wrote back and said I thought this was a parody. <laughs> I thought I was going to be watching a spoof of some type. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, no, but it's a, it's a, it's her story. It's yeah, Wendy's yeah, yeah. Story. They've made a a, a little bio flick. right in lifetime fashion. Oh. And it's, uh, you got to watch, I'll, I'll send you guys the trailer, but it's hilarious because you're right, you would think it was a comedy movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's legit. Uh, let's see here. Ben Falcone and Melissa McCarthy finished up their 20 Days of Kindness campaign. They raised $1.5 million uh, for 20 different charities. Uh, she had said, I can honestly say that these have some of the most unique, these have been some of the most unique eye-opening days of my life. There have been quite a few rough moments in 2020, but being able to learn and talk about all these uh, incredible organizations has really won my heart. Among the beneficiaries are Girls Who Code, uh, Make-A-Wish, The Trevor Project. Uh, Super Intelligence, by the way, the couple's fourth collaboration together is now streaming on HBO Max. Uh, I thought this was a joke, but... Uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Yeah. Announced on Instagram yesterday he will fight an oh. exhibition bout against 
YouTube personality Logan Paul oh my God. on February 20th. So what's the purse expected to be on this? I don't know. Uh, so Logan Paul lost one of his bouts to another YouTube star. Do you remember that a while ago? No. no. A couple fights back, he lost to uh, in a, in a, uh, a fought, decision. Fought YouTuber KSI in November of 2019 in a six-round bout that he lost. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's brother to pro boxer Jake Paul. Yeah. So Jake is professional, right? I mean, he's is he legit? Is he? Uh, he's had two professional fights okay. now. Uh, right. he is just, this the guy he just, that just fought? Yeah. yeah. He just knocked out Nate Robinson. Not uh, Logan, his brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Jake, I, and I, I confuse the two as well. I, yeah, I, me too. And, but I thought they were both. Idiots? Oh, no. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah. I'm not uh, confusing them. I don't know who either of them no, are. No, it's okay. <laughs> In fact, it's better for you if you keep it that way. Uh, but they're also both challenging, like, high-profile people. So they I are? guess yeah, it was yeah. Jake Paul who challenged Conor McGregor. Then. Right. Okay. Okay. To a boxing well, match, which he thinks he can actually win because his boxing skills aren't terrible. And, uh, and uh, what's his name? Conor McGregor is not a great boxer. Okay. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Well, He's still Con- a fighter. Yeah. But however this... <laughs> Floyd will murder him yeah. in the I ring. Mean, That'll be worth watching. He's going to have to hold back. He's yeah. going to have to. I mean, the guy is one of the He's greatest gonna... <laughs> to ever fight, period. He's oh. amazing. That's why I'm anticipating a fairly high cash return here. <laughs> yeah. And to cover funeral costs. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. right? So, all right. Um, it should be interesting. Uh, let's see. I know I have a couple of other things to mention. Oh, uh, Steve, this is for you. A gun used by Sean Connery in his first appearance as James Bond and Dr. No got $256,000 in an auction at Julianne's uh, Auctions. I guess they laughed off my $200 bid. (laughs) You had to try, dude. I I understand that. I didn't want to find out about it this way, though. Uh, Additional props at the auction, including a fighter pilot helmet worn by Tom Cruise and Top Gun, made $108,000. A katana used by Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. Wow. Wow, yeah. Um, 35200 So some really interesting things. There's some stuff, honestly, out. if I could get my hands on from, from movies and memorabilia, like Bond, stuff like that, I would love to do it. But there, I mean, you'd have to sell your house to get half this stuff. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then this is a little controversial. Letitia Wright uh, from Black Panther. Yes. She played um, Black Panther. She played um, oh, T'Challa's yes. uh, sister. Uh, has uh, triggered a serious backlash after sharing anti-vaccination posts. Uh, she posted a now-deleted video on Twitter that made unsubstantiated claims uh, about coronavirus vaccines. Uh, she was quickly rebuked uh, for being reckless, uh, including her Avengers co-star, Don Cheadle, who labeled the video, quote, hot garbage. Uh, on Friday, she tweeted, my only intention of posting the video was uh, it raised my concerns with what the vaccine contains and what we are putting in our bodies. But it's supposedly loaded with all kinds of misinformation, not just on the vaccine. So people were a little bit touchy about that. I don't know if she watched the whole thing before she posted it or not. And then one last story. Uh, Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright are leaving Vanderpump Rules. Uh, This is a devastating I know. That's why I saved it for last. (laughs) I mean, the two people that, for me, embody the spirit and tone of that show that I never watched would be these two. Taylor joined in 2013 while Cartwright joined during the fifth season. While Cartwright joined 
uh, in the fifth season. Yeah, I already said And then they both had joined in the fourth season, and then (laughs) they rejoined in the third, with one holding out for a better contract so they could rejoin in the first season. Uh, Vanderpump's future is to be determined amid the pandemic, and uh, this news comes six months after Stasi Schroeder. Stasi Schroeder. And Kristen Doubt were fired from Bravo, their Bravo show, for uh, racist behavior is what they're saying. So... Mm -hmm. Um, so Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright are out at Vanderpump Rules. Well, what's the reason to watch it then? I know. Yeah, just at that point. Uh, Preston, just going back real quick to the Letitia Wright story, she has deleted all of her social media handles. She does, she's not on Twitter or Instagram anymore. Just called it quits. She got off, yeah. Wow. All right, we're ready for clips now. Season two of His Dark Materials picks up where season one left off with the show's main characters... Inching closer to fulfilling their destinies. In this clip, star Lynn Manuel Miranda discusses that uh, behind the scenes of his character's hot air balloon adventures. Or yeah, here we go. They never took us very high off the ground, but I was very grateful I was comfortable because the second season, me and that balloon go through some stuff. I mean, wind machines and rain machines and explosions on the side of the thing. So I was grateful I felt like I knew my way around because they throw everything but the kitchen sink at that thing in season two. Vagina. What's that show about? Uh, so it is. It's a. It's a. It's a fantasy. It's a. So I started watching it, and I thought, "Wow, this is really good." I know I'm going to start to put this all together, and I know it's going to start to make sense to me as we move along. And I know, and I know, and by the sixth episode, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. And it's. Uh, it's. Um, take like. <sighs> A story as complex in ways as Dune and marry it with Harry Potter and okay. marry it with all sorts of other stuff. So it's really well done. Very fanta- fantastic. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, new episode of His Dark Materials premieres tonight, 9 o'clock on HBO. You know, it's 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 basically the same storyline as the, the movie The Golden Compass. Okay. Yeah. Here's the next clip. Teenage friends find themselves upended by the wonders and horrors of puberty in the animated series Big Mouth. Here, show creator Nick Kroll discusses implementing the theme of teenage anxiety into this season. This season is a deep dive into anxiety. Uh, We started writing the show almost two years ago. We knew that there would be a presidential election, also a global pandemic. But also, I think kids right now, the more we talk to kids, the more... We see how much anxiety kids are experiencing uh, right now and felt like it was a subject worth uh, exploring. Uh, as I've said before, it is the filthiest show I've ever seen. I mean, like, there is nothing taboo, and it is just the dirtiest material I've ever seen. Uh, the fourth season of Big Mouth is streaming now on Netflix, by the way. And there you go. That's what I have for you, your entertainment report this morning. We're going to take a break. It's a Monday. I think we need a break already. Uh, we have some new stuff to give away this week. I'll tell you about that when we return. We also have a guest joining us this morning, Burt Ward. Yes, Robin. Yeah. Batman and Robin from the 1960s television show we'll be joining a little later on. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it.
I got an email from a person in our sales department, Steve Simons. He said, hey, guys, thought you'd like to know Stephen Singer's colleague, Andrea, who you've met at the uh, Christmas Miracle a bunch of times, had her baby, named it Preston. Oh. How about that? Wow. I don't know if that is anything to to do with us or not, but I thought that was pretty nice. So congratulations, Andrea. And little baby Preston. Yes. Little baby Preston. Joins uh, his sister, Marcus in the Darkest. <laughs> his sister. <laughs> they named the sister then, huh? Yeah. Marcus in the Darkest. Mm. Yeah, nice. Um, you know what? So we, I got. I woke up at 2 a.m., okay? So yeah. I, for some reason, I woke up at 2, couldn't go back to sleep. Wait, were you, uh, did you go to bed at the normal time? Yeah, okay. even even just a smidge earlier. That not was much, your mistake. But like fifteen. You minutes. tried to do something healthier. I, I did, yeah. and, and it and it messed with me. So we have on Mondays we have a meeting after the show, and I don't think I'm going to make it through the meeting. Crash. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to crash and pass out. I know because we have something important to discuss at the meeting today. But we always do this. But it's interesting uh, because Microsoft has developed a new technology that can actually tell when their employees are bored during a meeting. <laughs> Like a like a Zoom meeting or an in person meeting? Uh, you know what? That's a good question, Steve. I'm not sure. So the brand has filed a patent for a network that will monitor and score body language, speech, and facial expressions at meetings via camera sensors and software. Well, this is something that they would use actually when they do uh, ad results. When they do focus audiences, they'll train these type of cameras on people in their focus group, and they look for eye movement. They look for distraction. We've heard, and this is what they try to adhere to here, that no meeting should go longer than an hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, It's called the Insight Computing System, and it will analyze how often each participant uh, speaks and their speech patterns. How loudly they're snoring. We'll be able to pick up on signs that uh, indicate a drop in productivity, such as boredom and tiredness. Yeah. Uh, employee scores uh, can then be cross-referenced with time spent doing inappropriate activities for work. What? Huh? <clears throat> Such as texting, checking email, and browsing the internet. Oh, that's it. my 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 definition of inappropriate activities is different. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so texting, checking emails, and browsing the internet. Uh, the system could be used to monitor people attending both in-person meetings and virtual okay, meetings yeah. as well, Steve. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, d- you know, listen. I can't. After a while, I I can hang in there. But after a while, no. Especially if I'm in a room with uh, f- fluorescent light bulbs mm-hmm. and that hum, it just kills me. I just want to die. And then sometimes you'll be in a meeting and it's clear it's wrapped up. And some people at the meeting aren't taking the the, the hint <laughs> that it's over. Oh, I know. I know. Which, which people are you referring to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, you know, and and. You know, it, it, even when it's something that I'm kind of interested in, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. After a while, I just can't. That's why I don't think I did well in school. I think because. Do you, you think know, you're ADD? Probably. I, I know. I Either am ADD or ADHD or one of the two. Or DBDA. Or DBDA. <laughs> yeah. Very, very Which is well. like you, you like both sides of your yeah. body violated BBW by men. BBW. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, any of those. BBW. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh when I ADNs. was a full-on adult and, and, and had kids and everything, I, I took a class. I went to a community college and took a class on financial investments. Okay, and that's why I, you're currently employed as an accountant. It would probably be in my best interest to know how to do these things. <laughs> sure. I went and, like, I was so lost. No. I, just because I couldn't pay attention. Yeah. Uh, because it was something, I don't know, it just it's wasn't that interesting to me. It's something that also transcends, I'm going to really try 
you know, look at it this way. When it's something that really excites you, that really motivates you, mm-hmm. you'll go all in on it. Yeah. It has to have a specific set of uh, attributes for you to respond to. It's the same with me. And yeah. I even paid to be there. Yes. I didn't even care. <laughs> Listen, we, we've been going to meetings professionally, and I'll, I'll do air quotes with that, uh, for 22 years. Yeah. Okay. We still don't do it right. Like, because... I mean, I remember when we had a meeting a few couple of years ago, and Press, you were sitting there with your, with your shoes up on the table, and none of us thought there was anything wrong with that. Yeah. But we brought in a new person who <laughs> happens to wear a tie to work, and he was like appalled <laughs> at Preston having his feet up on the table in was, the middle of a meeting. He was in our meeting last week. Uh-huh. I, I specifically positioned my feet up on the desk well, to point laughs, right at him. Right? <laughs> It's a lot more casual for our sort of, you know, our show exclusive We're not normal. It's for, not normal. It's I not know, normal. but we still also have to conduct business. And exactly. that's the thing. Right, like, right. right. Well, but I mean, any other place that's conducting business, you wouldn't have would somebody with that. their feet on the no. table. You'd be, you'd, be, you'd yeah. be doing pressed ham against these divisions. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, but a, a standard meeting will start, like regular meetings will start, here's what we're going to hope to achieve during this meeting, blah, blah, blah. And you, you go through it. There's a certain structure. We, yeah. we never really follow that. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, they, they've created this uh, technology that can tell when you're bored. Right. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do with this. Maybe find out what moments are Eliminate the most him. boring moments. Or they're going to... A la James like, Bond. Yeah, Dr. Evil, yeah. you know, push the button and you go down and catch on fire. By the way, you know what? I, I forgot about this. Today is Casey's work anniversary. Yay! Yay! Yeah. How many years, Case? Oh, <laughs> 22. 22. 22 years 22. started working so with the Pre- right? Preston and Steve show, and you remember it because it was on Pearl Harbor Day, right? The day that we live in infamy. Wow. And you, you, were, you were an intern, though, for years before that, right? I was. I was an intern, actually, for your show before you, you were on uh, it. Before I was on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I interned on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from the time that you guys took over press, which was, what, March or April? I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was April. Yeah, I think it was, yep. Hey, yeah. when you were interning, did you have another job? Oh, yeah. Yeah, did, yeah, I was a waiter. Okay. As a matter of fact, when I got hired to do full-time oh, with yeah. this job, they told me that I needed to quit my job as a waiter. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I can't leave these guys hanging, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up getting fired from said job. Mm. They said I wasn't a team player. I was like, team player? I'm like, they asked me to quit, and I wouldn't quit. I gave up a radio career for you. <laughs> I uh, now Here's the deal. When I was waiting tables, I... Listen, I, I, I was. It was like a job that I needed to like. I, I did that I didn't need, right? Right. And there were other people there that were, you know, that was how they paid their mortgage, right. like, you know. So when when it was a slow night, and I was like, I'm gonna go. Like I don't. I'm just taking money away from people that actually could really use you know, it. Use it. And so, but I, I guess maybe. Uh, that wasn't the right uh, mentality to have. No, I think that's actually an honorable thing to do. Yeah, yeah. But they were like, and it all worked out in the end. It, it did. It yeah. did. Now but you anyway. own your own restaurant. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I do not own my own restaurant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you think you years. could still? Uh, you think you still step in and and. Uh... And be a server. If I you had liked to be. waiting tables. Did you? Yeah, okay. I did. Well, you're um, a people person. Yeah, little I, mini conversations. But you know, Nick, I was. Um, like at that time, man, I, I I didn't know whether I was coming or going most days. Like because I was interning for the morning show, sure. I also ran the board. I was a promotions, uh, I was senior squad member, so I wasn't an intern there. I was waiting tables. I remember that when I joined the show one morning, you accidentally brought me a brisket. No, <laughs> well, I had. I, I mean, there there were several days where I, I basically worked 
24 hours, right? Like, it was just crazy where I, I would do, what you do though. morning show uh, and then, you know, go to waiting tables. And then I had I, I also was an overnight DJ. Yeah. I remember one time it was a Friday night. I had just gotten done waiting tables. I went home, changed. I sat down. I wasn't even, like, lounging. And I fell asleep sitting straight up. And I got a call from Leanne Curtis. She's like, hey, where are you? It was like 12.02 at the time. I was like... Oh my God! I'm like, <laughs> oh no! I mean, I was sitting like I'm like I'm sitting right now. Like yeah. I just I just went to put my shoes on, yeah. and I fell asleep, zoned out. <laughs> yeah, I had a job uh, when I first started in radio to to help pay the bills as well, which was a split shift job, and it was at I think I've told you this before, but it was at Traffic.com. Oh, that was the worst. I did the same thing as you. Nick. Yeah, and, the and worst shift I've ever worked in my life. When I actually it was when I first started really listening to the Preston and Steve show before I started working for you guys. Um, I would drive around in traffic and and sit in the car, and it, the the hours were. Uh, I think 4.45 in the morning till um, 10, 30, 11. Yeah. And then you'd go home and right. try to get in a nap or whatever, and then you'd be back in between like 3.30 and 6.30. Again, just looking for traffic, reporting where it was. I don't know how anybody ever does a split shift because you might as well work those entire hours. Yeah. You just don't get paid the whole time. My, it my, was exhausting. My yeah. first, well, my first job, first, first, before Dunkin' Donuts was at a Catalan place. Uh, <laughs> and that was uh, that was just, you know, a brief part-time stuff. But I was kind of doing near full time doing a split shift at oh. Dunkin' Donuts. So I'd go in super early right. and do the – I was the porter, like as if I was working on the Orange Express. And then I would do um, uh, the – go back the whole, like six hours later, seven hours later, go back and do it again. It yep. was And it, it, it sucks the living – soul out of it. It absolutely does. And you have to be young. That That's yeah. the only yeah. people that can do it. <laughs> you have to be young. Yeah. In and order I to walked to work. Kathy, for the, a lot of the time, I didn't. Ha- I couldn't afford a car at that time. So you were walking. I was walking. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a split shift thing when I first started radio. I was music director of this radio station, which I did in the daytime hours. And then I had to do a late night shift, 10 to 2 a.m. So would you go home? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd come back to work. No. And then, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, it's not. It's, it can't we, be good for you either. Like we used to, Nick, if you, you don't remember, there was a time when when, uh, when we worked at Y100 where we do Thanksgiving, but we had to work Black Friday. Yeah. yeah. So we would, we would yeah. when like, virtually no one was, that's when people would get in full lines and they would be out and they're, they're just, yeah. you know, the full thrust of Black Friday was in, as, as big as it's ever been, yep. so I was the biggest listening day of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> the wrongly perceived as the biggest listening day. I would go home after the show to New York, have Thanksgiving dinner oh. with my wife, leave at about nine o'clock at night, drive back here. Screw that. Uh, oh, that's but brutal. It's, it's what you do. Yeah, yeah, and it's how you get by. I mean, I used yeah. to I used to do the morning show in uh, at a station Q104 in New York. That's how Preston and I first met at yeah. WDRE. Yeah. And then on Fridays, I would drive down after getting up at 3.30 in the morning, drive down and do this party show from the Riverdale Cafe in Maniunk, and then after that, drive back up to New York. We've met uh, many people that work around here that work multiple jobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, man, it's just, I don't know how you can keep it all organized. Yeah, you know? multiple jobs and long commutes. The, you know, the, those two things would be the most detrimental, I think, to my, like, overall long-term health. I, I was chatting with a friend last week, Missy, and, and she listens to the show. And her commute, she just got a um, – she just moved or got a new job, one of the both, whatever. Her commute uh, daily was three-plus hours in a, you know, in the car, and she loves listening to our show. It helped her get you know, get through, which is really nice. 
um, you know, Preston, like you've talked about listening to audiobooks. Like, there are, there are ways to be in the car for long uh, stretches at a time. Like, drinking helps, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dr- take a nap while you're driving, whatever. Whatever yeah. gets you through well, the night. Zach, our imaging genius guru, who created the intro, the intro for this sh- very show you listen to, for a while he was working down in, uh, in D.C., mm-hmm. and he was oh, <laughs> to that goddamn commute. No way! Yeah. No way! Nope, forget it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I never held multiple jobs, but I was dating three girls at the same time one time. So that <laughs> was, that? That's that's it didn't last long. Did they yeah. know about each other? No, it didn't last no. long no. at all. I remember one night they were all in the same bar at the same time. No. Like, all three? No. And I was working what did you do? at the bar. I was, I went from, like, go wait over by the bathroom. I'll meet you over there. So one smelled, over there. one smelled like snow tires. One smelled like <laughs> full season. Right. And the other were summer tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all had a variety rubber. of rubbers uh, uh, <laughs> scents. Um, listen, I saw this story about, um, speaking of jobs and dating, uh, some people are given exit interviews before leaving job. But a 22-year-old man from England recently shared he was given an exit quiz by a one-month relationship with a woman. Uh, Niall Moran said that he was stunned after getting the questionnaire and shared the survey on social media. He uploaded screenshots of the quiz, which asked him to rate how attractive the woman was, her performance in bed, as well as his, quote, overall experience with her. Uh, He shared the images on Twitter along with the caption, can't believe I slept with a psychopath. So it was it was issued in the form of like a uh, an email or a, that's a good question. Or I did assume. she invite him to a conference room somewhere? I, I assume it was it was issued via uh, email. I'm so. going in another direction sexually, <laughs> but I would like to find out what I did or did not do to please you during our intercourse. I had a friend uh, who had uh, we used to work together, and he had a long time uh, relationship. They they broke up. It ended. They moved to different parts of the country. And he called her one night drunk. I guess he was just felt like, you know. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And he asked her to be honest about right. why they split up. And she told me, because I spoke to her, she told him he didn't he didn't want to hear what he was asking. About. Okay. So, which is pretty stupid. If you're asking and you're telling someone then to be let, honest. Shut up and listen. And they start saying things yeah. that you don't really care to hear, you should listen and not be angry because you asked about that. You know what I mean? I, I have had now, because of moving around, I'm, I'm not in proximity to many ex-girlfriends, you know, but I, I managed to, I always had that edict, which I've told you about before on the show, which is, you know, if you decide this isn't working for you, just let me know. Don't don't cheat on me. I, I'll, I'll never, you know, there'll be no buyer's remorse or anything here. It'll be okay. Well, you know, and so that was always a good sort of edict and you could split and, and, uh, and then sort of have a level of friendship. And so I was able to sort of find out what was working and what didn't work. And yeah. uh, you sort of find your, your way. But, yeah, if you're drunk and you ask someone, well, why did I suck? <laughs> why did I yeah. suck? You may not want to hear it. Yeah. No. Oh, my, <clears throat> microphallus. That's why. <laughs> in, I mean, listen, and this one, it sticks with me. It happened in 1994. Yeah. So just think about this. Like, I mean, it stayed with me for a while. Sure. But, like, I was asked. And and the reason I was even asked this question wasn't necessarily so that they could hear the answer. It was so that they could give their uh, answer as well. And the the question was, if there was one thing you could change about me, what would it be? And I wait, I'm sorry, you asked that? No, it was asked of me. Okay, the the girl that I was dating said, if you could, if you could change one thing about me, what would it be? Your answer should have been your inquisitiveness. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) of course, my answer was nothing. You're perfect. And then she said. 
Well, if I could change one thing about you, and it, like, it, and it's so funny because oh, she set you up. Yeah. She, oh, totally set oh, me no, up. Oh no, no, I'm not asking, so it's okay. <laughs> but it was. Uh, she wished I was more serious. And look where we are now. You know, like yeah. I press fart buttons for a living, and you know. Uh, so believe me, there's a lot of what's the word I'm looking for? Resentment. Uh, when I think about that particular day and sure. that, that particular so, answer. So carry that as a bit of advice if you're uh-huh. trying to um, try to find out these things. Because you we may ended not up, like what you hear. Yeah, we ended up not dating for much longer after that. I'm pretty sure that was... So, well, I'm pretty sure it was over when that question was asked, but... <laughs> well, wasn't it when your anniversary gift was a whoopee cushion? <laughs> I glanced over the text messages while you were saying that. So she had asked you that question just so she could give you t- the answer to... Uh-huh. Her own question would change yeah, about yeah. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh man, it hurts. Screw that. It hurts. Well, go, you know go, go in strong. Go in. Let me, you know. Uh, may I tell you? Can we discuss something that I I have? Yes. An issue with That's you. That's a better way to present now, it. Uh, now that I've done that, and I appreciate the listening, is there anything I could do to be... That's that's the, that's that's the regular... It. That's not the coward's way. Well, yeah. listen. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. Uh, she was looking at her future, and she saw me, this clown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I... Oh, and my I, God. I love him. And I think that scared her. And, yeah. and for all intents and purposes, she was right. I stumbled into this career. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, what did you major in? I'm like, bong hits. Yeah. You know, I majored in bong hits for four straight years. And when I graduated, I was like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do with myself? And I stumbled into radio. So she was right, you was know, at the time. <laughs> this was, uh, yeah, in between freshman, sophomore year of college. Okay. But, uh, but remember, coal becomes a diamond eventually. That's mm-hmm. right. Right. Not all coal. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Some just taste a dirty no, piece of coal. No, you're right. My my future was looking. You know, I was going to be an F up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and you know, some some good things happened along the way and managed to to land on my feet. But I remember yeah. the, the first time a girl told me that a guy with a plan is attractive, and uh, that I was probably a little older than you, Casey, when you had that exchange. I was probably 22 or 23. Yeah, she must be into insurance sales. <laughs> man, my man, my no. plan is to get into your pants. Does that work? <laughs> right. It's a yeah. serious plan that yeah. I have. This was at Dewey Beach, and I was—I uh, hadn't graduated from college yet. I, you know, I, I was bouncing around from one job to the other, and I was—I was an f up at that point. And again, to your point, Casey, like I'm not much different now, except that I have a, a job, a stable job. But I—I I remember real, realizing from her instructions that dudes with plans and and uh, aspirations can be attractive because I had neither one of those things yeah. at that point. You know, Charles Manson had a plan. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes. yes, he did. And he also had a harem of women, yes, Steve. Yes, he did. There we go. They're attractive. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. He was organized. Many of them didn't bathe regularly, no, but they no, were always no. at the ready. His standards yeah. were, you know, not real you high. Know, he's got to set expectations. Wow. Well, interesting. All right. So, anyhow, I'd never heard of this of somebody receiving an exit quiz <laughs> after their relationship had ended. But uh, this guy was uh, apparently one of the sure. one of the few. Well, thank happened. you very much for coming today. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, Kat, you know what? I didn't realize we're kind of in the junk. Are we, we in the junk? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just kind of rifling through some things. I found, but so I found, you had no plan, and it still worked out. Well, digging around in here, I think I got something for Kathy. Yes. Smiling or grimacing while getting an injection might help you feel less pain. Oh, sure. According to a new study. (laughs) University of California researchers found that uh, people who grimaced or put on a genuine smile felt about a 40% reduction in pain associated with getting a shot. So, Preston, I think I've seen a way that I think Kathy can get an injection. It's a video that you'll see around (laughs) as a meme, and it's, it's a doctor... 
who's Assad. given a baby an injection. Yep. I would hold Kathy's arms back, and she would sit on my lap. <laughs> yep. And the doctor pokes around with his fingers going. <laughs> yeah, he actually, he right. takes the. And um, bam. Right. He takes the, uh, what do you call it? the needle, right, but, yeah. but with the cap on it. Right, yes. And, and then he, I'm and holding he's, And he's lightly back. tapping it on the baby's legs, right. going boop, boop, and showing that it doesn't hurt. And then you start giggling, Kathy, because you... <laughs> no, right? then and, you and trick and the poor thing. And, no, and then he distracts the baby enough, and when he injects, the baby doesn't even know that doesn't it's know? happening. Doesn't yeah. know? Oh, all it's, right, It's okay. actually really, really cute. So and maybe we need to do that with you. <laughs> A boop, 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 Kathy. Boop, 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 boop. Well, listen, that would work, because it's not pain for me. It's yes. the sight of it. I can't look at it. Anytime I've ever had to give blood, I can't. And not watch like the second they walk the phlebotomist walks into the room, I can't look at her. Like I don't look at anything she's doing. Right. And as long as I don't see anything she's doing, I can get through it. Okay. So see this is what we do with you, Kathy. You'd yeah. be on my lap and I'd be holding your arms back. I mean, we do you wanna should we try this later? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> is your shirt off like this baby or <laughs> Well yeah, I mean yeah, get me a diaper. <laughs> God, I would pay such good money to watch that. <laughs> I'll just slap your boobs, oh, right? What's this? What's this opening? <laughs> Wait a minute, like the DJ from the yeah, video? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh my God. Or like Kathy that one time. <laughs> um, one time. So yeah, Kathy, you can smile or grimace. Okay. Well, do it. Can I see your best grimace? Let's see a grimace. What, what's a grimace? Oh, like like scowl. an angry face. Oh, if you actually really? yeah, while you're yeah. getting a shot, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you, you made you made Forrest Gump look shots. Fire back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. Smiling or grimacing has the same yeah. effect? It is so doing something with your face. Just, right. okay. It's just distracting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah all exactly. it's doing. You know what I do is, and I, I've i had, you know, blood taken. And I bite my finger, like, every time. Like, and I know that it do doesn't you? hurt. Yeah. Okay. I just sort of, I want to divert said pain, right. you know? But I was thinking about you the other day, Kath. I went to the uh, dermatologist, and, you know, I have psoriasis, and I have some, some patches there that need some extra work. And uh, while I'm waiting this other medication to get in, the doctor's like, oh, well, I can I can shoot a steroid right in there for you if you want. Mm-hmm. We got to do it like seven or eight times. And I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Oh, it didn't hurt at go all, ahead. but I was thinking about Kathy would just be no. hey, yeah. just in, in a dread. You've done a COVID test, right, Kath, with the uh, nasal swab? Okay. Yeah, she just gagged slightly. <laughs> and and how did that go for you? Uh, well, first of all, it was like a pipe cleaner. Like what the hell? Yeah, like, yeah you can find well, something. What do you think little, it was going to be? I, I don't know, like a little cotton ball or a little Q-tip, even. But it was like a little rough. Uh, it, I mean, listen, it, it's what thirty seconds or sixty seconds, whatever the heck it was. But it, it was not comfortable at all. And not for endoscopy? Yes, but they they I got propofol for that. No, they didn't, not not for me. They up through the nose. Down through the throat, down through the esophagus, um, and uh, I had it done a couple of times. They couldn't get it to go through, oh. and you you're not supposed to swallow, and you you know you're there, and it's uh, and uh, I, I I realized I missed my calling as a uh, as a deep throat artist <laughs> in, in porn movies. I have not gone all the way down into the stomach, or, but they've looked in my throat that way. They going went up through all the nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. Damn that! I hate no, it. Before like, I had oh, the achalasia surgery, yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, you have to like it's... tell yourself to breathe. You're like, okay, just breathe, just breathe. You you sort of get in a zone of of you just kind of like if you can mind over matter and just okay, it'll be over in a little bit, be over in a little bit, and then you start screaming. And yeah, then you're going, it's not over. Yeah. It's not. It's it's not over yet. I'm sorry. What? When is this going to be over? 
Exactly. I can never interpret the things you say <laughs> like that. No, I, that that ooh, I, I would not care for that. Maybe you could. Can you just excuse me, sir? Could you grimace while you say that? <laughs> not now. I do like to try and have conversations with the dentist or the dental hygienist when my mouth is open. It's like a challenge for me to make it whatever you I'm like saying. Like that? Well, yes. you can sign. I hate that. Oh no, I, I think it's it's for me. It's the challenge of trying to make it sound as. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's the audio version of legible? Uh, cohesive. Of illegible. <laughs> of legible. Of legible. Uh, I, uh, no, I can't stand it because I end up just going, uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I, after a while, I'm like, I feel, and I, and I love my dentist yeah. to death. I'm like, don't talk to me <laughs> while my mouth is open like this. We can chat. When we're done with this, I'll have have a lovely discussion. I do thumbs you. up, but as, just don't do that. As uh, my 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 dentist will be to talk. I'll just yep thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yep. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, grimace if you want to, okay. or, or smile, or uh, the hamburger. Yeah, and it should hair That's what they're saying. All right, let me find another item and then. Well, Grimace probably. was the name of my bong in college. <laughs> what? Oh, coming back to bong. You minored in, in Grimace. Oh, great. Now I'm going to try and remember the names of bongs that, yeah. that, it was, that we had It was names. purple and had the bubble at the bottom. So. We had one called Grimace. Ford because uh, we found it. And, oh. and Ford was short for found on road dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one was just the hangus. And we would pull Changers with the hangers. All right, anyway. Cool. Changers okay. with the hangers? Yeah, it's just such donor <laughs> language. Um, a- after decades uh, of a search, a guy named Peter Shatner has identified his biological father, and it is not <laughs> William Shatner. In 1984, his biological mother told him uh, that his birth father was either William Shatner or a man she could only remember as Chick. <laughs> Chick? Yeah. Chick? But she was more... Yeah, I slept with so many men. She, But she was more certain the dad was the uh, the man best known as uh, Captain Kirk. All right, I'll tell you, but you got to buy me some cigarettes. The, for the first 36 years... By the way, he legally changed his last name to Shatner. Which one was the Vulcan? Uh, Shatner lobbied the actor for a DNA test, but was rebuffed time and time again. In 2009, Shatner sought answers by adding his DNA to Ancestry.com and looking for genetic matches throughout William Shatner's relatives. Uh, that is how, 11 years later, he found his connection to uh, Chick's children. Uh, in October, the daughter agreed to take a DNA test. test came back positive that she was my half-sibling, Shatner said. Huh. So Chick was a nickname. I didn't play Captain Kirk. Chick was a nickname. Benjamin Friedman was okay. the Canadian citizen who died in 2001. That was his name. It was upsetting. Shatner admitted that he will never meet his birth father. He said, um, I just wanted to know where I came from. That is uh, also why Shatner said he's not embarrassed by his pursuit of a DNA test from William Shatner. That in recent years, he made headlines around the world. He said it was never about wanting his money. And I always made it clear that I would renounce, renounce any inheritance in exchange for a DNA test. He said, if you're not adopted, you could never understand. I had to know who I am. But at one point, he was uh, he was suing William Shatner for like $100 million. Well, when you say that and then you say, 
Really, it, yeah. it'll be fine. I, n- no legal action here. But it, it you know was, that little $100 million lawsuit? Let's forget that. It was for libel because William Shatner had said some negative things about this guy, yeah. I believe. So he sued He's him. He's an for idiot. That. So, uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> was what it was, You're so. a freaking moron. He, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people out there have, you know, are, don't know the real identity of a parent, and the other one lies about it, and you know. Well, there was a story about. I, I don't, if you saw it in the news, I didn't include it with stuff because I know you, we're getting bombarded. But mm-hmm. there was a story about a guy who reunited with a, a, his birth father, and he didn't know how to um, dress for the event, so he dressed like. Oh, I have it coming up. Oh, okay, it's in the bizarre right, file. So I won't, I won't reveal it. Yet. It's in the next story. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, actually. So, um, which might be a good time to actually take a break, and maybe right. we'll come back with that story in just a moment or two because we do have some good stuff on the way. Let's break. Let's return. We're done with the uh, the junk drawer, by oh, the way, yeah, so we can yeah, yeah. do the outro music. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, we're going to have uh, Robin himself, Burt Ward, from the Batman television show in the 1960s. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Glad you asked. ACDC. Royal Blood. Deftones. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's go here. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by AutoPartsExpert.com. Hard to find, brand name parts, available same day. Uh, this is a follow-up story to a video that you may have seen last week. Edinburgh High School is out of the Texas State football playoffs after a star defensive lineman for the school attacked a referee Thursday night, resulting in his arrest. Yeah, I saw it. Edinburgh senior defensive lineman Emmanuel Duran was ejected from Thursday's game for unsportsmanlike conduct. In response, he charged at a referee, Fred Garcia, and knocked him over. Uh, Duran was arrested Friday for assault, causing bodily injury. <clears throat> his bond was set of $10,000. He was escorted off the field by police officers, and Garcia was evaluated for a potential concussion and shoulder injury as a result of the assault. Edinburgh ended up uh, winning the game 35-21 to qualify for the playoffs, but Edinburgh Consolidated Independent School District released a statement Friday announcing the district removed themselves from the playoffs as a result of this kid's actions. Wow. So pretty bold move, but I think they're making a point saying that it, it would be... It would be overshadowing everything so much that they just they didn't feel right going right, forward with right. it. So, <clears throat> and this idiot kid ruined it for all his teammates. You know what I mean? Uh, the Texas Association of Sports Officials is investigating the incident. Now, this was not the first time this kid went at an official, as he previously did so during a soccer match, which resulted in him being suspended for the remainder of the 2019-2020 season. In football, he was named the District Defensive Player of the Year last season. And he also serves as the team's kicker and punter, but he's got a, uh, a an anger problem that he can't get a handle on. Wow. A Namibian election was won by a man named Adolf Hitler. Oh, boy. But the man says that he has no plans for world domination. What? Adolf Hitler Unona won 85% of the votes in the Ashina region, a uh, former German colony which is still home to a small German-speaking community and has uh, several streets, 
places and people that still have German names. So is uh, Adolf Hitler his birth name? Yeah. Unona told local media that uh, he has nothing to do with Nazi ideology. No, why would you think that? Uh, Saying, my father named me after this man. He probably didn't understand what Adolf Hitler stood for. As a child, I saw it as a totally normal name. Uh, Only as I grew up did I understand that this man wanted to conquer the whole world. Uh, He added that... So he could have been John Turturro. Uh, he usually goes by uh, Adolf Unona. Okay, but that it would be too late to change his name officially. So, but that is his name, Adolf mm. Hitler Unona. It's <laughs> a horrible name, mm-hmm. but he won. He won. Uh, this is a terrible story. An elderly Swedish woman kept her adult son in captivity for twenty-eight oh my God. years. It gets worse. The 70-year-old was arrested on Tuesday on suspicion of unlawful deprivation of liberty and grievous bodily harm. Police have now sealed off the apartment in suburban Stockholm and are seeking witnesses. An unidentified female relative had discovered the 41-year-old man. She entered the unlocked uh, apartment after learning the man's mother had been admitted to a hospital over the weekend. She told the paper that the apartment was like walking into a horror movie. The man was covered in urine, dirt, and dust, smelled rotten. His body was pockmarked with wounds and pus. And he was missing all of his teeth. Uh, He was also unable to speak coherently. The relative called for an ambulance. And the man was subsequently taken to a hospital and treated for non-life-threatening injuries. It's believed that the mother had first imprisoned her child when he was around 13. He was taken out of school when he was in seventh grade. Uh, She explained the family was dysfunctional. And the mother had become overprotective of her son after losing a child some years earlier. I think she was keeping him in the kitchen, right? I don't know about God. that. Yeah, I think it was mostly in the kitchen. He had like a like a cot or something in there. Uh, the mother denies the allegations, but obviously no. there's something bad yeah, going on. Something's there. horrible. A six foot three, three hundred pound Florida man was arrested after he allegedly punched a cab driver, then danced in the street yelling, "I'm Rick James, bitch!" Uh, okay. The suspect, Paul uh, Kijik, also shouted. You white mother effers before he was arrested just two miles from his Clearwater, Florida home over the weekend. Uh, you think drugs worked their way into this somehow? A, I think he was drunk. A Pinellas uh, County arrest affidavits identified the 50-year-old as a white male, by the way. Huh. Uh, witnesses at a at back bar and lounge stopped Kajik from driving home from the venue due to his level of intoxication shortly after 4 a.m. on Sunday. When a taxi arrived to pick him up, Kedjik allegedly got inside, began yelling at the driver, then punched him from the back seat. He then jumped into the street, doing what appeared to be his impression of comedian Dave Chappelle yelling, I'm Rick James, bitch. Uh, he was charged with simple battery and released on a $600 bond. What a night. Sounds like a fun evening. That's one for the diary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, here's a story Steve was talking about. It's not often someone can say they're meeting their biological father for the first time in their 40s, but what made this meetup at Logan Airport between a Maine man and his dad even more special was a burst of holiday cheer in the form of none other than Buddy the Elf. Doug Henning grew up with an amazing set of adoptive parents, he said, but he wanted to know more about his personal background. He turned to Ancestry.com a few years ago, hoping to at least learn about his heritage. Then an email changed the course of his life. A cousin helped him connect with one of his two biological sisters, then his biological dad, who didn't even know about his son. Within a day, he said, we exchanged emails and phone numbers. The following day, uh, he was on the phone with his sister, and since March, the family connected on Zoom. Uh, Henning, who is... Married and has two daughters of his own, finally was able to connect the dots of his past. 
After all parties involved had uh, received the results of COVID-19 tests, Henning's dad was able to fly into Boston for Thanksgiving. Just days before the meetup, though, Henning and his family had watched Elf. <laughs> and that's when he had the idea that he should dress up as Buddy. Because in the movie, Buddy meets his biological father oh, who yeah. doesn't know about him and sings a song to him when <laughs> they see each other for the first time. Ah! Oh, my God! So as Raul, Henning's father, strode toward him at the airport, Henning broke into Buddy's song about father and son finding each other. And he couldn't get the whole thing out before Raul wrapped him up in a hug. Uh, he said, when he came out of the airport, he probably thought I was a lunatic. It was a really good way to break the ice. He said, there was one, apparently there was one catch. Henning's dad had not seen the movie before, <laughs> so I had no idea what problem. this was about. Yeah, I'm but, glad I got rid of you. But the two sisters had, both were laughing as Henning sang, and he said we ultimately sat down as family and we watched the movie together. Oh, that's great. Uh, through reconnecting, Henning found out about himself, and his dad gained a son and also became a grandfather. So it had a nice, happy ending to it. And there's a great picture of him wearing the full-on... <laughs> Full costume. A Buddy the Elf outfit, and he's holding up a cardboard sign that says dad on it it's pretty classic and that is what i have in the bizarre file for you let's take a break come back in just a moment or two other stories to share we'll return in just a little bit like the preston and steve show podcast check out mmr's other audio on demand at wmmr.com or on the mmr mobile app the most hated jeweler in america makes it so easy to get engaged meet the beautiful classy and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You mentioned it uh, earlier, and we had a stupid question that uh, had uh, to do with Pearl Harbor and the attacks, but it was, uh, yeah, it was on December 7th, 1941 that that took place. So today is Pearl Harbor Day. Yes. Is when, uh, you know, obviously uh, recognizing uh, what all took place, and it's uh, pretty incredible stories. We've been there. We've Changed been the world, yeah. In and, person. Going there is something... Um, you know, you're not uh, prepared for how it will affect you when you go there, especially when you go to the mem- or the memorials or you go to the Air Force Base and, and you see bullet holes and walls from strafing, uh, you know, Japanese Zeros, the fighter planes or the uh, their, their attack planes. And it's wild. It's wild to see it. But it's um, yeah, it, it um, we were blown away. We were out there for the Pearl Harbor movie, yeah. which, uh, you know, yeah. and we were sitting on the. Uh, deck uh, the flight deck of the uh, john c stennis which is an aircraft carrier and it was uh we were right there in the in, in the whole area and it was like man it just it just kept getting kept getting more and it, the movie of course turned out to be okay it has a great, yeah, it's, a it's great, great action sequence yes absolutely the attacks were incredible you can't go out to the memorial uh right not right now, now right um, yeah. last when we, we went to hawaii last year year before i don't remember but anyway um yeah you can the, they take you out on the boat and you go around the harbor yeah and you get it close to it but you can't go they used to take you and, and you would get off you would you would uh 
go on to the memorial itself, which is right over the USS Arizona. I mean, like yeah. you're looking down, you see the stacks of the ship coming up out of the water, and droplets of oil still yeah. to this day are yes. coming up, coming up out of it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, but but it's been closed for some time now, like, I, it, like several years. So my understanding is there. Um, I don't know if some of that is with COVID, but I, I thought they were refurbing the actual memorial itself. Uh, but that that might be incorrect. But I, I thought, thought there was some like structural issue with right. it. Like something something was wrong with it, and they had to shut it down, which is too bad because when you're right up over top of it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, but as you go through the harbor, they also show you where all the other ships were docked on that morning, and and uh, and their moorings are still out there, I believe, and and the names are, are written on them. So it's a it's a very hallowed ground. We have the. Uh, uh, the FDR speech, I believe. Yeah. Is, uh, what we have. yeah well, uh, there's two versions. There's is the one, Harbor speech it says here? Uh, per, well, Pearl Harbor speech, and then the Pearl Harbor address. One is longer than the other one. One is like two minutes long, and then this one is 17 seconds long. Uh, with confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph. So help us God. And then I guess maybe let's hear where the other one starts. Which should be the yeah. classic. Date which will live in infamy. Yesterday. Yeah, here we go. December 7th, 1941. A date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Yep. And then, then we were launched into uh, to World War II. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, the breakdown is interesting. Of the eight U.S. Navy battleships present, all were damaged, four sunk, all but the USS Arizona were later raised. Six were returned to service and went on to fight in the war. Uh, three cruisers were damaged, uh, three destroyers, an anti-aircraft training ship, and a mine layer. So there was... You know, tremendous damage. And there was also stuff, you know, in civilian areas where they were, you know, if, if they were near something of uh, 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 that, that was being attacked, people were, were you know, catching, uh, um, you know, enemy fire as well. So it's wild as you ride around, though. They don't they don't fix up the holes. They leave them as as sort of uh, monuments, you know, to the attack. But it's a it's an amazing thing. And, and what is basically paradise, you know, yeah, you have this very stark reminder. Right, right. Seems that it's um, I mean, well, it's recognized uh, every year. It's not as prominent as it used to be. The recognition of uh, Pearl Harbor Day. They, they, well, yeah. There's, there's, you know, in, in, it sort of ebbs and flows depending on what's going on in the world environment. From you know, obviously, there's the coronavirus and all this stuff. But I, no, I, I think it's just over time. You think? You so? think of all the great things that yeah. have happened. All that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're still going to recognize, and there will still be monuments right, and all yeah. that. But the, the urgency to Spend a lot of time on it seems right. to wane. You've even seen that with the uh, uh, with nine eleven. I mean, we still recognize it, right. obviously, but it, in those initial years, it was every single year. Sure. It was sure. very, very big deals, and, and it seems to fade a little bit here and there. But that's why these these monuments, and, and obviously, there's documentaries and all these things that you can check out. And there's there's really great stuff. I've been watching uh, World War Two in color, yeah, uh, and then there's World War Two in HD. Uh, there's some really, really good series if you want to go back and find out what all the all the mechanics were to to how this stuff happened yeah. and what their effects were uh, afterwards. You can definitely find loads of information out there. Yeah, it's an amazing story. And we actually, you know, the uh, I, I Nick, you had the, the was it the last survivor of the uh, Pearl Harbor attack? Who uh, I don't. Are there any 
still alive? I'm sure they're. That's a good question. So. I don't know. There's got to be because there's got to be. They're still in their 90s. I think well, it might that... have been the last um, Congressional Medal of Honor winner, winner from yeah. Pearl Harbor. I, I mean, think, but they, it would be in their 90s. But it's quite mm-hmm. conceivable. Yeah, some of them were kids, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, they were just you know. I mean, my dad was 17 when he went into. He had to have, he had to have uh, you know his mother sign. A um, an agreement that he could go in. So, um, all right. Yeah. There's two survivors of the Arizona. Okay, that are are still around. So that would stand to reason that there right. are other. If they're just sing, singling out these two people that we're looking at in this story that were on the USS Arizona, which took the highest death toll. Um, so yeah, I would imagine there's uh, a few, but not for too much longer. Simply yeah. by age. I yeah. Mean, no. You know, Part of the deal. Yeah, yeah the guy that I happen. referenced last week was uh, 104, just celebrated his birthday, survived uh, COVID, just got yeah. out of the hospital, um, and celebrated his birthday last week, 104, but he was not at Pearl Harbor. He was in uh, the European campaign. Wow. Uh, but it's uh, it's pretty amazing. So if you have a, if you have a chance to uh, to watch something today, and there's or you can just jump on YouTube and you can find tons of different mm-hmm. uh, uh, bits of information and videos, and, and what they've been able to do now with the footage and change the speeds and make it a little bit more look proper. Watchable, yeah. Uh, it's really amazing stuff. I mean, I, 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 those are real people, you know? I mean, when you look at that. Absolutely. I, I, if you want kind of a, a Hollywood thumbnail of it, which is actually pretty good, Tora, 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 is a really well done movie as far as the, the lead up uh, to the attack, things that were missed, signs that were missed. Did you see Midway, the most recent one? I did I not. did. Uh, I think it's actually, I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I think because of the way it, it, it sort of this, it, it does a thing that I think movies like that should do. It puts you viscerally into the bodies of these men who were there mm. and what they were up against and what they had to do and the courage they had to display. Casey, there's through CGI and it's CGI laden because they're pulling yeah. off a lot of this stuff, but they're, they're showing you know, and, and a lot of experts and military consultants on this showing what they were up against as they're being fired upon, you know, as these these uh, these pilots are, are, are strafing these uh, these Japanese ships, these battleships yeah. and, and what it was like in the cockpit, what they're looking at coming up at them. I mean, it's just astonishing. You know what I dug was in uh, in Dunkirk, um, oh, in the yeah. movie Dunkirk, uh, Tom Hardy's character and. The way they depict that, him in the plane, I thought that was pretty damn... I mean... That had to be spot on. Pretty close to spot on. Even the vibrations in his voice when he was talking, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did you guys watch uh, Greyhound? Uh, That was uh, an Apple TV, Apple Plus movie with uh, Tom Hanks. You had mentioned it. I watched (laughs) a little bit of it. I want to complete it. Is it good? He's he's, he's, he's the captain of the battleship going after uh, German submarines, yes? Uh, So... I'm, why am I thinking that it was? Uh, it's that based it was a, on a fictitious story. Oh, it was fictitious. It, it assembled from other stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. But either way, yeah. uh, you know, you're just a- out there. I mean, as far as naval battles are concerned, it's to, to me, it's just um, there's it gives me a lot of anxiety because well, <laughs> movies. It's hard. You know, we we think we play a video game and we think, oh well, that's nothing what it's like. So movies that can like Black Hawk Down that sort mm-hmm. of puts you. In the frenzied, you know, that gives you kind of, it can only give you a, a certain amount of the experience. But if it makes you nervous and makes you tense and makes you sweat, think of people who are engaged in that for real. Right. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just astonishing. Do you have a, if, it'd be hard to, to pinpoint, you like, the best war movie. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what you can have your personal favorites, obviously, but uh, and I've seen most of them, uh, and there's some really good ones. But I I always go back to Private Ryan. It's just so damn good. When you watched so the, well the done. Normandy invasion in the beginning of of Private Ryan, I couldn't believe it. You you can't even breathe. Yeah. You can't. I mean, and 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 that that mm. that is as a standing tribute to that. You know, and, and then if you look at actual footage, and there are tons of specials. They always had cameras rolling. They want these. This was history of them getting off. Uh, you know, the Allies getting off those landing boats, those amphibious units, yeah, and and, and the, you, the the tracer bullets. You know, flying past them. Just, it's just incomprehensible. Hang on, our good friend Kyle, who you know from this. Yeah. Uh, is uh, was a member of the Air Force and actually worked at Pearl Harbor. He's on the phone. Oh. Kyle McCarty. Hey, man, how are you? Hey, guys, how you doing? Wonderful, man. I for, you know what? Yes, you told me all about your time uh, when you were uh, working at Pearl Harbor. What was your What were you doing while you were there? I was actually a, an aircraft mechanic. In fact, I was on the Air Force base side of it. So, Pearl Harbor is now known as Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam. Right. And the Air Force Base is a, is the Hickam part of it. So I worked at Hickam Air Force Base, which was attached to Pearl Harbor. Okay. And um, the thing that Steve was talking about with all the bullet holes that were that were left alone, uh, I you know I I did aircraft inspection. We did a lot of uh, in depth uh, taking the panels off of the fuselage and everything, and looking inside. But every time it rained, and it's a tropical island, you know. Every time it rained, it kind of defeated the purpose of being in the hangar in the first place. Right. Because because all the rain would just pour right through. <laughs> wow. And and uh, and you know get and get in the way of a lot of stuff. But so of- what's so? But they didn't want to. Obviously, I, I assume there's there's a feeling that you're you're erasing history if you repair that stuff, right? Right. Exactly. There was a, a lot of the historical society folks wanted to maintain. Uh, the bullet holes and, and and keep them there because of the historical importance of the entire event of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, it's but it's an interesting perspective because I agree with all that, uh, but from the aircraft maintenance side, <laughs> right, right, but right. It's so while you were there and you're there for a while, I mean, it's always I assume is is it the kind of thing like for here it's like the Liberty Bell. It's like it's not you know it's just a thing there or. Is it what your time there was? Was there a continued reverence for what was there? I have to be honest with you. I think your um, comparison to the Liberty Bell is a little bit more accurate once you're actually living there. Yeah, yeah. Because at the like when I went to go visit the U.S. Arizona, the USS Arizona, and um, and you know you see the oil drips come up to the top of the water and stuff like because that that ship is still leaking oil. Yeah. After all this time, which is amazing. But uh, you know it's. It, it kind of just becomes a regular thing after a while. Yeah, uh, uh, but you never lose sight of the importance of it all. Yeah, uh, that's it's wild. Yeah, we we, t- we totally forgot you were were there for that uh, that time. By the way, I got a, a text. Kyle says uh, another reason to love Kyle is he single? <laughs> <laughs> is Kyle single? Uh, this this guy's asking. No, this. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. Oh, really? Listen to you. Want to expand on that a little bit, or are you just uh, he's expanding started? right now? <laughs> uh, I was expanding this morning. Uh, <laughs> Kyle does a podcast. What's the name of your podcast, Kyle? The podcast is called Tri Jam Podcast. 
Try Find Jam Podcast. Okay. Yeah. It encourages nice. you to try various jams. Various oh, jams cool. and so yes, on. It does. Yeah, three of them, actually. <laughs> three of them, try yeah. Them. <laughs> uh, no, you doing all right, man? I am doing just fine. Thank you, guys. I Great. Appreciate it. Excellent, awesome. buddy. It's good to hear from you. Someday we'll see each other in the flesh. Yes. Um, I miss you guys. miss you guys so much. Love you. <laughs> miss right. you, too. Love, love you. you. Kyle. Right, that's right. Yeah. The various activities. All yes. kinds of activities. Kyle is uh, our least scored by Kyle. He's a great singer. So, uh, but anyhow, yes. If you get a chance to uh, to dive into some of the history of of uh, Pearl Harbor and and World War II, it's it's definitely worth. It. I know Steve and I hate saying this. We're like, it's our favorite war. I know. No, I know. It's the one I'm most intrigued by. Uh, no question. Yeah, my, my 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 dad is you know over the past couple of years. Uh, has started to, you know, give more and more stories about that, which has been interesting. But anything like that, it, it blows my mind when I walk down Germantown Avenue that some of the older buildings, there are bullet holes. Well, at that that point, it'd be musket holes uh, in 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 the in in walls. There from, are yes, there are. Do they have them like labeled? There's a, there, yes, there's okay. a yes in Germantown in, on Germantown Avenue. Wow, it's it's the wildest thing. And I, I'm walking along one day and I'm like. Are you kidding me? Wow. And, and they're right there. Yeah. 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 I was just watching actually um, uh, John Adams, uh, the special. It was, uh, they shot some of it here yeah, in yeah. Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, they're talking about, um, um, oh, man, now I'm having a brain fart. Um, Wawa? No, no, by the airport. The, um, <laughs> Fort, Fort Mifflin. Fort, Fort Mifflin yeah, yeah. and, and all this other seven. I, I was, you know, <laughs> listen, it had to start sometime. Yes. They only had one size there. They were going to call it Washington's, <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah. they decided Wawa well, was a little snappier, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, so they went with that instead. So, uh, but yeah, that stuff's right around here. Yeah, it's amazing. Know? Yeah, well, um, I would like to pose to you guys the stack of topics. Oh. Because it was such a hit yeah. last time. Yes. And uh, this is a uh, stash of... Well, we have uh, we have scrap paper here between me and Casey, and every now and then I'll jot down a note, and I will uh, put it in the stack of topics. And uh, I've, some of these have been sitting around for years, I think. Yes, I just never really have gotten around to. Oh, we should date these uh, from, from now on. From now on, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna who would like to choose from the uh, stack well, of topics? Kathy, Kathy did it last did. time and scored a home run. All right, do I have you her want to do, do it again? again? Yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking that. Let's right. see if she has the gift. Let me spread these out. <laughs> And uh, I'll put them face down. Kathy, pick. And whatever it is, we'll talk about. Now, some of them suck. Yeah. And we we will, we as the Council of Elders can decide if it's horrible or not. Yeah. All right, Kathy. It may be in my shorthand or whatever, but what does it say? Saying your your parents or grandparents say. Oh. Padiddle? Okay. Yes. So here you go. Okay. (laughs) Not padiddle. It's P period D D L E. Yeah. So so all right. I was thinking. My dad used to say this thing all the time, and I never knew what the hell he meant by it. Okay. And it would be if you ask him, "Hey, Dad, what are you doing?" He would say, "Oh, nothing. Just piddling around." Okay. Right. 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 And I never really thought about it. It was just a saying that I grew up with in my house: piddling around, piddling around, piddle about, uh, piddle about, piddle about, <laughs> piddle. It. And I assume it's it's to avoid saying pissing around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because uh, a piddle would be right. Yeah, I would think so. Right? Piddle yeah. pads, right? What's a piddle pad? Piddle pad. It's like a... oh, for a dog. Yeah. Okay. 
So I didn't realize that until recently, so I, I jotted that down. Right. What that meant. Piddle. But little isms that somebody in your household, it's usually a parent or grandparent. Right, right. Who says some type of thing, and you'd never really thought about it. It was just something that would... My dad would always also say... Um, and you guys probably heard this before, G-Mini Christmas. Yeah. G-Mini Christmas? Yeah. He would yes. say G-Mini. G-Mini Christmas. What about... Instead of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. What about That's... futzing? Futzing around. Yeah. A little bit of that, yeah. yeah. So I guess when they use it in con- in context, you can understand what they're saying, right? So like It's piddling... usually a replacement for the C word, right? <laughs> no. But my mom says puttering around and yeah. and that's just her way of saying i'm just doing little things to keep busy rather than just sit around and do nothing i'm gonna putter i'm gonna you know is that a golf um reference i don't if know it's my but mom I, it's not I, it, it's an older reference i yeah. know i've heard that before oh dad putters around the house yeah. you mm-hmm. know and and just looking for something to do essentially is what trying to stay somewhat active uh i don't putter i just sit on the couch right right, right so, yeah but there, there are people that um don't allow themselves to do that. And, and they putter around. And, and they putter, and they just kind of like, you know, like my, my like neighbor. Like pounding the putt. <laughs> my neighbor would, um, you would see him just kind of walking around his property looking for a project, looking for something to do, and he would just kind of like walk around, and okay, I guess this is what you I'm going to be You want me to come over there and touch it? <laughs> I remember seeing a show where somebody mentioned that their father would say, uh, that person's dumber than a cat turd rolled in cracker crumbs. <laughs> I have not heard that one. That's what I mean. So this is what I want to hear. 215-263-WMMR, a nonsensical type of phrase that was a regular around your household, and maybe you've never figured it out, or it's just something you never really thought about. Well, you almost have, families will develop their own um, language, you know, their own own vocabulary, and then uh, sometimes they expand outside of the family and become sort of common nomenclature in my family um anybody says happy birthday the response automatically is sema to you and uh the reason for that sema to you sema to you and the reason is that my italian grandfather uh italian great-grandfather uh on my mom's side uh didn't speak english that well and so uh (laughs) when people would wish him a happy birthday he would just be like uh it'd be like saying hey how you doing and he'd be like ah sema to you (laughs) so now it just became this thing and now everybody in the family says (laughs) you know happy birthday happy anniversary or whatever sema to you uh, here's a text that says, my dad would sometimes ask me, think the rain will hurt the rhubarb? <laughs> what? And the correct answer to that is, not if it's in a can, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> think the rain will hurt the rhubarb? I love that. Wow. Uh, let me go to Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good, Good morning, morning, Ed. That's one. There you go. What's up, Suzanne? Well, when me and my sisters used to come in the house when my parents um, were home, my mom would scream, we don't want any, like there was a salesman at the door. Okay. <laughs> never knew what that meant. It took a long time for me to go, oh, my gosh. Oh, I, you never knew what that meant. Oh, that's funny. So, Suzanne, I, I know a couple of people from door-to-door salesmen. It used to be the that you'd meet them at the door, you know, when there was a lot of them, like full of brush and all that stuff, and the vacuum cleaner salesman, mm. we don't want any. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But, but she would come home and have no idea what the, the reference <laughs> was. Funny. It was just a thing. Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, thank you, Suzanne. And then that moment when it dawns on you, are like, oh. oh. We need That's, to have her committed. Like, piddle around. Yeah. I, when I wrote that down, I was like, yeah, my dad used to say this, and I, you know, I never really even thought about it. And then, like, later that day, I was like, oh, piddle, pee, pissing around, just kind of, you know, I knew what it meant. He's incontinent. I didn't know where it came from. Yeah, no, I know okay. what you're saying. 
Uh, so just what do you think? I just fell off the turnip truck. That was uh, something that uh, my parents would say all the time. Okay. Right? So you, you, uh, um, you think I'm an idiot? Yeah, you think R- I'm an idiot. Right, now, right. I wonder what the derivation of that phrase is. Um, I don't know what the derivation is, but I remember when I was a kid, uh, when I was at the neighbor's house across the street, there's a... They had like an adult son that lived with them, and right. I remember the the topic of uh, my parents saying, "What do you think? I just fell off the turnout truck." And this guy said to me, and it didn't dawn on me until much later on what I think he was saying. Which he goes, "Hey, next time they say that, you say no, but I just came on a head of lettuce." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Are you being for real right now? This I'm is being, a real story. This is a real story. This is Meaning also riding on a head of lettuce, but yeah, yeah, taken yeah. in another way. Okay. Uh-huh. That's and, hilarious. And he, I just remember him <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> and I didn't get it. I, I was like, it. but it stood out so much. Did you say it in response at no, all? No, no. Okay. Because I didn't I didn't understand what I didn't understand what it meant. Right. Did I, I gotcha. use the, the right I, grammar I, there? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um but this guy also said a couple of other things to me that I'm like, dude, you don't say that to kids. Like, he, you know, like I got a ga- Cabbage Patch kid when I was like nine years old. Yeah. And he called me the F word for, for a gay person. Uh, the slang oh. term. Oh, yeah. he sounds like a real sweetheart. Oh, he's a total yeah. sweetheart. Is this the kind of guy who used to have like uh, like nudie films in the basement? Probably. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Diane. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Oh! Thank you, Diane. What's the phrase? So my parents um, would speak Polish at home, and I don't speak Polish at all, so that was really helpful. But um, so what? There was one thing that they used to say, and I, I'm sure I'm going to butcher it in Polish. It was "puci uh, wapac." Okay. And it would be uh, it's like, "So what are you doing?" And it's, oh, "puci wapac." It was spit and catch. It's like you know, spit and catch it in your hand, and it was like a thing to say that if you were bored too, it's like, "Oh, I can't think of anything to do." It's like, "I'll go spit and catch." It's it's an old phrase. Go go. go. It used really? to be. It was truncated down to go spit. In fact, it's used in lethal weapon. Yeah. Go, go spit. Go spit. I'm like, dude, you're tied up. You're being tortured, and go spit is the best go you can spit. come up with. This is an R-rated you're, film, bro. Get it? You're stinky. Head. Yeah. You're stinky. Um. Go I, spit. Uh, but but it might have so it translate as a, it translates as a Polish saying. I go to hell. Well. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you know, Polish people were really into lethal weapon. I, I <laughs> yeah, maybe. His favorite film here. Go spit. Yeah, that seemed kind of. What did you just it say? It seemed like me? a hardened detective would have something better in his verbal arsenal. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's go to. to you. I'm going to go to uh, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Good morning. Hey guys, how you doing? Wonderful, Marissa. What's up? On my way to work. So my mom and uh, all my life, anytime has, anybody has ever gotten upset in our family, she has always said we are being sensitive at Royal Auto, which I never really what? was not actually a phrase until I started dating my boyfriend. So, so the phrase is you're being sensitive as Royal Auto? At Royal Auto, yeah. It used to be a commercial, I believe, oh. but it's just something that um, my mom has always said that was really weird when we were growing up. <laughs> All right, hold on. I, I have a question. Sensitive at Royal Auto? Yeah. Like you're at yes. a place? Yeah, That makes exactly. no sense Well, maybe that's the, the Jack sell them for less of her of your mom's time. You know? You're being sensitive. So, you're being so Jack sell them for less. Uh, Nick has found a Royal Auto Supply commercial from 1992. Does that sound about right? That's it? Yeah, yeah. And they, apparently they reference being sensitive there, so it's it's from the commercial, uh, and that's where your mom got it. Yeah, because when you Google being sensitive, it auto corrects or auto fills into at Royal Auto. 
So it's got to do something. Huh. Yeah, they're sensitive. Oh, they're it sensitive. Says we're sensitive. Oh, we yes. have we're... to hear that commercial. Yes. yes. All right. Yes. Uh, Thank you. Well, there you go. <laughs> it means a lot to us. <laughs> yeah, it says in quotations underneath their name, it says we're sensitive. Yeah, that's an odd marketing campaign. <laughs> Why didn't you buy the car? <laughs> <laughs> but are there any other like commercial taglines that you just use because it's in the te- you I, know all the mean? time? Like- uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's now. Of course, none are going to come to mind. But course, I, I, I will yeah. speak in commercial ease yeah. all the time as as jokes, and you always you'll complete a sentence with that tagline. I mean, if you were to hear Jack, you would fill it out that way, right? Jack, <laughs> sell them for less. Well, who do you call it? Uh, Todd Glass said something that was a clear callback to "Don't be sad, be glad." Yeah, and he says, "Don't be sorry, be glory." <laughs> And he said it on our show, and I understood what he was yeah. saying, but I, it's so dumb, but I got it. All right, let me go to Mary Lou. Hey, Mary Lou, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Mary Lou? How are you? Wonderful. Oh, so, <laughs> Listen, so uh, I was at my in-laws, this is years ago, and she was describing, my mother-in-law was describing someone as their behavior. They were riding Molly up and down the wall. Now, you're talking about the the, the drug Molly or? <laughs> Mo- I don't know. <laughs> you know, I better call her an escort. Right, riding Molly up and down the wall. But apparently, it was when someone was very antsy or just you could, they couldn't sit still. They were riding Molly up and down the wall. And my daughter and I, to this day, we will. I'll, we'll be talking on the phone, and I'll be like, you know, ride Molly up and down the wall, and she'll go with or without her permission. Okay. You know, I've never heard that. So. so there's a response to it too, with or without her permission. So, so, so then they, I guess are we to assume that someone is is banging Molly against a wall? Is, oh my god. Okay. She was describing. I don't know what this kid was up to. But wow! Molly up and down the wall. It's, okay. it's the first image that comes to mind. I'm not even gonna write. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. All okay. right. Molly. We're doing inve- we're doing investigative work on that Thank right now. Thank you, Mary Lou. I think that might be a good idea, guys. All right. I appreciate it. All right. All here's right. Uh, here's here's Royal Auto. Here we go. Right. At Royal Auto, we're sensitive and we'll save you big money. All Champion Spark Plugs, only 69 cents after manufacturer's rebate. Install a new Royal Powerhouse 75-month battery after mail-in rebate. Most sale priced at $29.99 with trade-in. Everybody say it with me. We're sensitive at Royal Auto. <laughs> We're sensitive at Royal Auto. Everybody say it with Royal. me. We're sensitive at Royal Auto. Wow. Do your parents ever say hit the bricks to you guys when they were telling you to basically get lost? Not mm-hmm. my parents, but I've heard it before. Okay. Yeah, hit say the bricks. Off. Yeah. I mean, hit the bricks. <laughs> yeah. Hit the bricks. Why, I ought. If I had half a why, you. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Let me go to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. Is this me? Yeah, yeah. it's you, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm from Wisconsin. It may be a regional thing. Okay. So my dad and everybody used to, you know, you hear the meanwhile back at the ranch. Yeah. My dad would always finish. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Tonto cleverly decides as a pool table of getting his balls wrapped. <laughs> Wow. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Tonto cleverly disguises a pool table as getting his balls racked. Yeah, and as a child, I clearly <laughs> didn't know what that meant. Obviously, growing up, it might have some other implications. Well, meanwhile, back at the ranch was an old in the movie serials. 
uh, that would be, you know, the kind of the refrain. Meanwhile, back, you know, at, at Black Bart's uh, camp, and so that'd be a transition thing if it's being narrated, old-time radio. Yeah. I, I, the, the Tonto getting his balls racked was not something I was aware of, though, but I like it. I like it. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> no problem. People, they, they come up with something, and it just sticks around well, my, for some reason. My dad always used to say, and he used to say things straight out of the military, which he'd come into our rooms, our room, for my, I was with my younger brother, uh, you know, we shared a room, and he'd come in and say, uh, drop your uh, drop your C's and grab your socks. Yeah. Right. And that was the wake-up chant. Yep. That's a standard one. Yeah. Uh, let me go to, but not for kids. Let me go no. to Frank. <laughs> hey, Frank, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello. 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 What's up, buddy? <laughs> My 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 dad. Whenever I would ask my dad, you know, where's mommy at? He would inevitably say one of two things. If he didn't know, instead of just saying I don't know, he would just say, ah, "She's on the roof cleaning blankets." <laughs> she's on the roof cleaning blankets. I like that one. I do. Like what that. the hell does that mean? It, what does it mean? I think I'm going to use that today. <laughs> on the roof cleaning or, blankets. Or he would say, "Oh, she's out of basement polishing the silver." Okay, <laughs> polishing the silver is one I've heard. Uh, okay. On the yeah. roof cleaning blankets. Perfect. I like yeah, it. On the roof cleaning blankets. Yeah. And I used to go. I mean, we used to think, "Wow, we got three floors, man." <laughs> 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 you shouldn't really be up there. But... I like it, Frank. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, then she's sure. done banging Uncle Pete. <laughs> yeah, that's when she was playing Parcheesi. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh, let You're me playing Parcheesi out there. Let me go to Michael. Hi, Michael. Good morning. Oh, Durga, Durga, Durga. Durga, sir. All right, you wanted to add something? Yeah, so uh, I think it started with my grandparents, but uh, growing up, uh, you know, my parents and grandparents didn't like the word fart. They thought it was too dirty. <laughs> and, you know, you always hear of, you know, cutting the cheese and, uh, you know, shooting a bunny, something yeah. like, you know, those things. But the saying growing up for me was dropping a button. <laughs> dropping, dropping a button. And, button. Uh, I have no idea where it came from, and okay. I hope to never know, to be honest. Huh. Uh, that, I've never heard of dropping a button. I've heard of floating an air biscuit. Uh, I've heard of there, there's there's all sorts of fart. I mean, you know, yeah. Michael, are your parents still with us? Oh yeah, ask him about it. Yeah, I'm curious dropping what their answer would be. I will. All right. right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I see. I think. And by had... the way, don't be afraid to ask these people. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's been around for years. And you know, mom, I was thinking the other day. Yeah. What does that mean? When you're attempting to surrender power of attorney away from them, it might help you in your court case. That's right. Uh, let me go to Sean. Uh, Sean, you were on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Sean. What's up, buddy? So I don't know the origins of this. All I know is that it started from as far back as I can remember as a kid, and we still do it to this day. Basically, when anything sad or inconvenient in our lives happens, we say a prolonged sad. <laughs> all of you together? <laughs> Yeah, not all together, not all together, but okay. usually one of us will say sad. So, like, it's like, uh, let's say it's Thanksgiving dinner, and someone's like, "Hey, I want another crescent roll." So someone else will go like, "Oh, like we're all out sad." <laughs> so like, I love it. And then no, like, but then we've done it at times that are like super serious, like. Like, our, we were all standing around my grandpa as he was passing away, and then when he finally did, we were all quiet, and then one person inevitably just went, uh, oh my <laughs> And God. did that did that lighten things a little bit with Grandpa? Oh, absolutely, no. It definitely lightened the mood a little bit. Okay. We all kind of cracked up, and it's something he obviously would have wanted. And he, it's something he said with us. Okay. Too. All right. All right. So Fair it's enough. participatory. Now, have the youngest members of the family picked up on it too? Are the kids carrying this on? So 
of the younger cousins do it, but my wife actually picked up on it, and now she actually does the sad. Like, our Roomba got stuck under the couch the other day. <laughs> sad. sad. <laughs> We're going to start doing that now. We might have yeah. to start doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. Sad. sad. Well, you know. Sean, I love that. That would make our world. Oh, thanks, man. We've generated a fair amount of them. We were actually yeah. doing, we were, we it, just a show in general, one that I had thrown back at me the other day was Enjoy Your Flight. Enjoy have a, your have a good flight. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good yeah. flight. Yeah. Have a good flight. Uh, my favorite now is, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a clip, but uh, but I will find myself in the middle of saying something. I'll just go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to Andy. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Andy. <laughs> hey, Andy, you're on the air. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, yeah, my, my grandparents had a couple of sayings that I I like to keep in use. You know, okay. my, my grandfather would say, that'll come in handy if you never use it. <laughs> that'll and come in handy. <laughs> and it, I mean, he was kind of a pack rat, but he had... You know, if you needed something, you were fixing something, you needed a little spring or something, he'd be like, yeah, I got just what it takes. Hold on. He'll go get it. Yeah. And my, and my grandmother, I remember her saying, I cut it and cut it and cut it, and it was still too short. And <laughs> just, they're just funny things that I remember like, from my grandparents. That almost like Yogi really Berra, sense. right? Yeah. Like, like that kind of, like a Yogi Berra-ism. A weird irony to right, them or right, something. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. And they're just things that, I'm glad they're on the radio because I like to keep them. I like to keep them going. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that, Andy. Hey, Thank you, you man. Guys are great. I really enjoy your show. Hey, Thank by the you. way, are are your grandparents still with us? No. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is actually. Sad. Uh, I just wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. Andy. Uh, let me go, let me go to Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Hey, bud. Uh, so you had uh, kind of a weird little family ism, right? Yeah. What do you guys call the end of the bread? I call it a heel. Yeah. You know, the last last piece of the bread, the first and last piece of bread is a heel. What do you guys call it? Grow, growing up, my mom and grandma always called it the bumble. The, the bumble? bumble? <laughs> and I've been looking it up online. It's nowhere to be found. Oh, the bumble is the end of a loaf of bread. Yes. The bumble. Now I've it's never... a dating app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had it a always... word for it. You never had yeah, a you never no, heard really? me nah. neither. You guys didn't either. No. Just the end. Yeah, yeah. you never bread. heard of heel. Yeah. Never did. Uh, Nick, look up heel of bread and see what comes up. See, because that's what we always call those the heels. Uh, the heel maybe, of bread. Maybe because at the at the bottom it's kind of curved, like your heel is. I guess I don't mm. know, but that's what we always. Uh, uh, let's see here. The end of loaf of bread. Uh, the heel is the only correct term for that first and last slice. Some claim any browned bit of bread. No matter how big is simply the crust. Others prefer to simply call it the end or the butt. Huh. Uh, but this is, it's referencing somebody I have no idea who they are. Is the vajumic the crease on the top of the bread? Yeah, that is. That's yeah. a, that little yeah. indent. In the I was, what was what? the bread that used to have the uh, the, the, the butter? That Some was bean. Th- yeah. In the crease? Mm-hmm. Down the middle. Right, right. Yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a good I ad campaign. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Worked. Uh, let's see. Let me go to... Oh, wow. I should have looked at the name first. Satirius, is that your name? Yes. Hey, yes. Satirius, what's up, buddy? That's a cool name. How are you guys? Good, Good, man. All right, so we're talking about a saying that, that was in the family forever. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my, fa- um, my parents were Greek immigrants, and uh, my father would often say this, uh, this uh, phrase, I promise it's not a curse word in Greek. Okay. He would often say, I'll, I'll say it in Greek first. 
Okay. Tsaigini, Tsaigini to ayu gestra. And that literally translates, if something is improbable, you don't think it's going to happen, it translates into, it's going to happen on St. Toilet's Day. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. St. Toilet's, Toilet's Day? Day? And so what is what they, is the meaning of that? It just, the fact that it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Like, just as St. Toilet's yeah. Day would never happen. Yeah, that'll happen, happen on St. Toilet's Day, mister. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I gotcha. Exactly. I kind of like that. That's like when fun. monkeys fly out of my butt. That's right, that same right. sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Greek, the Greek, the Greek uh, poop version, I guess. Okay, yes. Nice. Do Greeks have uh, various uh, colorful sayings like that? <laughs> yeah, but uh, you don't want me to repeat yeah. that. <laughs> well, let me ask it. you, what's a Grecian urn? Oh. <laughs> a Grecian. A Grecian. <laughs> something, that, something that's very taggy. You don't want it in. <laughs> ah, nice. All right, thanks, Aterius. Take care, bud. All right. All right, we'll see you. Uh, let's see. Here we go. I'm going to go to, I was going to, what number, Casey? I like eight. Because I don't know what that means. Okay, let me go to line eight. It is Sean H. It says here, "Hi, Sean. Good morning. Good morning, you gang. How you doing today? Good morning, good buddy. What's up? Uh, my father, who since passed away, he was a big military and he was a police officer. So uh, when he was in boot camp, which carried on to me, his saying when I did something stupid when I was younger, which was pretty much every day." He would say, you have anal cranial inversion, boy, don't you? <laughs> anal cranial <laughs> so inversion. You're, you're a, a, your your ass is where your head is where your ass yeah, yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Exactly. I heard it every day. That's okay. Great. Anal cranial and anal cranial inversion. Oh, that's great. Oh, you got anal cranial inversion every day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Thanks, man. Uh, Military has yielded a lot of those. I'm going to go to uh, Desiree. Is this Desiree? Yes, this is her. Good morning. Good morning, Desiree. What do you want to add to our list of interesting phrases? Um, so my husband and his family, whenever you're, like, disappointed or something or you're told, like, no or whatever, um, he'll say, tough tough titty, said the mama kitty, but the milk's still good. Huh. Yeah, wait, I had a friend who said that, too. Tough oh, kitty, but- said the mama kitty, but the milk's still good? Yeah, yes. My, yeah. my roommate in college used to say that. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I had never heard it before until we until we got together. But he said, like, all the time. Like, if we take the tablet away from our daughter or whatever, he'll be like, oh, tough kitty, said the mama kitty, but the milk's still good. <laughs> I, I kind of like that. That's cute. Yeah. It seems like it's got... It's also erotic. Some kind of poetic uh, origin to it. Nick has found something Sometimes you, you F up a nipple, but it, the milk is still good. What is it? Uh, what have we learned from what you found? Nick? Yeah, it's just it's one, one of those... FDR. Yeah, FDR uh, was like three days I after. I remind you all, but the kid here and the milk and the thing. <laughs> he's clearly he's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was later in his presidency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh... Sad. <laughs> Sad. December 7, 1941. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hold yeah. on. Wait a minute. I... This is a good question. All right, so Steve might have an answer to this old saying. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Yes. How are you? Good, buddy. What's up? Um, well, I didn't realize it was an insult, but my parents or people used to say your mother wears combat boots. Yeah, and I've heard that before, yeah. but I never really stopped to think about maybe what it means. It's it's an insult. Yeah. It was yeah, it was an insult, but my mother was a master sergeant in the military, so <laughs> she did wear combat boots. She did wear combat boots. Steve, do you think the derivation was that that she was sleeping with, or that she's, or that manly? she's manly, or that she's 
what what do you think the derivation of that is? That that one has got to exist in uh, 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 uh you know somewhere on, online, Nick. Because that was that was, say, that was yeah, you two would know about it, and the rest of them may not. But the, you know, they they um, they use that. They Steve, they use that insult in the Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, yes, they did. Yeah, <laughs> it goes way back. Yeah, all right. But, uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was supposed to be an insult, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I finally asked my mom yes. when I uh, got a little older. I said, "Mom, what's that supposed to mean?" I said, "You do. You, I mean, she was only four <laughs> eleven. She's a master sergeant, and she wore a five size boot." So you put it up my rear end pretty often. So yeah, wow, that's pretty wild. That's the all end. right. Thanks. We'll see if we can find the uh, the origin of that. And so he got one of the original Yo Mama jokes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, it's just making fun of your mother for uh, not being very feminine. Okay. All right. I got you. Your mother wears combat boots. Sad. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna go to art. Hi, Art. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank ah. you, Art. What's up, man? Okay, my grandmother, after hearing somebody complain about something, like something minor, she would say, he would complain if you hung him with a brand new rope. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Compla- okay, he would complain. Yeah, meaning, like, you you know, he, he's such a complainer right. that even if he was dying, he would... Complain about the rope. Complain about... Wait, would, he would complain if they hung him with a new rope? With a brand new rope. Yeah, meaning, hey, you're, you're hanging him with the best. You know, this is brand right, new. Right. Why, but even... why should you complain? You got a brand new rope here. Yeah, exactly. You'd be yeah. complaining if it was an old ratty Enjoy rope. your hanging. He's not very sexy <laughs> looking on you. But interesting. All right, thanks, Art. Appreciate right, it, man. All right. Uh, line four? Yeah, and, we, and then we have to wrap it up. Right? All right. Uh, let me go to Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Tom, Tom, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Tom, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, I had a brother-in-law who used to respond to every request with, no thanks, I just had a banana. Okay. <laughs> so he asked him for a, yeah, you said, hey, Rude, you want me to get you a cup of coffee? He'd say, no thanks, I just had a banana. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, but even if it was like not even food related, hey, hey, do you want me to move that couch for you? Uh, no thanks. I just said I'm not. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> My wife hates something thanks, that I man. do that's similar. Whenever anything's happening, and she goes, and, and you know, um, and and they just have the loveliest home. And I go, thank you. <laughs> uh, you you just it, you're always complimented by whatever she's saying. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, anyhow, thank you for jumping on the uh, Stacko topics. We should create a little. We, we need like a little theme song or something for Stacker Topics. Well, we just talked to Kyle. Come back to it yeah, sometime. Yeah, Kyle. yeah, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Kyle. Come on, man. Get on it. All right, we're going to take a break because when we return, uh, at least in a little while, we're going to have uh, Burt Ward from the old uh, Batman television show on. Yeah, he played Robin. We'll talk to him and get in some other stuff as we mosey along. We'll be right back. Find ninety three three WMMR at radio Yes, yes, you can. We've got a few minutes for our, our next guest who's going to be joining us. He's scheduled at uh, 9.30, which is uh, Burt Ward of uh, Batman fame. So we'll yes. talk to him in just a few minutes. Nick had posted something interesting on social media last week, and uh, it was uh, it correlates with someone else having the same thing. Uh, their sons, Casey's and Nick's, are now into Rubik's Cubes. Yeah, uh, they're big. Which is uh, kind of interesting because after all these years, I remember when that thing debuted... Uh, and it's still a freaking mystery to me to this day. Freaking nightmare. <laughs> um, but my son Carter had was uh, showing Casey's son Seamus 
how to uh, solve it. To solve it, yeah, is he good at it? Yeah, he is. There's there's a bunch of different algorithms, and my son tried to sit the, me down the other day and go through the algorithms, and I there's just too many for yeah. me to really even care that much about. Uh, so I just I kind of checked in and checked out, but like there's an algorithm if like. These two colors are in this position, and another algorithm when these two colors are in that position, you have to do. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. You started dropping terms like U prime and things like that. Yeah, yeah. A case and really? It was really, you just out of sheer yeah. coincidence. Don't you made, just take the stickers off and put them on the? That's, uh, that's the easier yeah, way. That's what I did in sixth grade. Uh, but you and and um, Preston were just uh, happened to be talking about your own sons and their love of the Rubik's cube, and then I picked up Ben on Friday afternoon, and he couldn't stop doing it, and. Uh, it's it, he's gotten really good at it really fast. I just I was thrilled to see my 14 year old son do something that had nothing to do with his phone or a screen. Mm-hmm. You know, just com- yeah. a, a toy that I could relate to. And then he started talking about the algorithms, and that's what all of his buddies have gotten into lately and, and doing it quickly. Um, but it's it's fun, and and so I was impressed by it. Carter picked up on it several years ago, and then he got to where he was doing it all the yeah. time. And now you you hand him a mixed up block, and he'll just. <laughs> Uh, here you go. That's oh, F you, right? I've never seen that. Jeez, dude. And so he was showing Seamus. And uh, Seamus, did, didn't you say after he talked to him, you uh, he, the next day you woke up and there was a finished one? Well, after I talked to him, so after he played at your house, he we had to buy him one. And then, uh, and then he mastered it. And finally, when he mastered it, uh, I was sleeping when he did it. So when I woke up the next day, there was a solved Rubik's Cube sitting on my nightstand. He he wanted to wake me up. Father, my, yeah. I've exceeded your intellect now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Did they start with a little plus sign? Uh, so the way that Ben showed it to me oh, was that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to match up. So I guess the orange side and the red side are opposites, right? And you have to get one of those two sides uh, in a plus formation, and then you can go from there. And then he's Casey, just like your son, he started explaining it to me. I was driving and half paying attention <laughs> And I lost it pretty quickly. But I, I'd like to try to do it again, you know, just to see if I would have at all the skills to do it, because I don't think that I do. No, I don't. I'm <laughs> sorry, Father. You don't possess the ability. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see people. And, there, of course, there was a, when the thing came out, there were tons of videos of people like, <laughs> and done. Yeah. Uh, what's the world record on the, on the Rubik's Cube? Oh, it's like, like a couple seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah four. Not, yeah, and so my son has the speed one, like uh, Preston, like your, your son has. So you can, like... Uh, it's really cool, actually. I, just with with the ease that you can move yeah, things around. Yeah, it moves. Re- it, it glides like you wouldn't believe. Is Steve. it there now an extended sized cube? Oh, there's all oh, kinds. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. all kinds of them. There's one. I wish there was a Monopoly cube. I'd love that. There's one that's gigantic, and I saw a video where where it's actually got larger cubes and smaller ones in the middle. That's it's really wild looking. And this guy took a video of them, and it was like. You know, several hours, but it was a, it was a sped up video of him, and it had a clock running next to it, so you could see it was legit, and it you know solved it. I would when Ridiculous. I first got the Rubik's cube, I was like the you know the chimps that like bite the edges of it. Like <laughs> 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 when I posted it on Instagram, some people were, I don't know if they were giving a little bit of crap or whatever, but they're like, no, it's easy now, you can solve it. You know, you just go to Google and and or watch videos on YouTube, uh, or there I guess there were a whole bunch of like that you were talking about Preston the the with the ball bearings that make it go faster. I was like, you still have to solve so it. You, you still, still have to figure I, it out. I tried to follow oh, YouTube. We had one of them where it it was you will definitely be able to solve it if you just follow these steps, even after after it was all jumbled. Yeah. No. 
No, you can't. You still got to figure it out. Back up a minute. Were, were they kind of scoffing yes. about the fact that you thought it was cool that he he can solve a Rubik's Cube? And that, that it's, Suck it, it's people. E- it's easier these days because of Google and YouTube and because of the ball bearings. So why? Yeah. Exactly. You still have to do it. You still so got to figure it out. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm, I know. I'm kind of on that. Uh, what? I, I just... It's you not as it's impressive. If, it's not as impressive to me I think if you're not actually using like your powers of deduction. If yeah, you're just memorizing. Listen, even I back know, when they created, somebody eventually figured it out, and then they figured out a system, and they told other people about it, and that's how you found out how to do it. Right. Usually, it was by sharing information. Now you have quicker access to information. So okay, so you know. for instance, you know when you go to Cracker Barrel and they have that little. I do see I how this ties in. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, okay. All right. I do. I just, I, I'm, I'm very curious. You don't have to say that because I'm going to tie it in. I'm not being a smartass. I'm quite intrigued on how we're going to get right. to where we're getting from Cracker so, Barrel to Rubik's Casey, Cube. Casey, how does it make you feel when Preston and Preston are going to move along? Story. Thank you, uh, therapist. Uh, you know that little orange thing that you, an orange thing? It's not orange. No. What? It's a triangle. It's a triangle. <laughs> Jesus God Almighty. <laughs> I was. You were thrown off, weren't you? And you wonder why. Well, I was looking at this <laughs> sad orange sad. Uh, highlighter. I don't know why I said oh, orange instead okay. of triangle. Orange triangle, it's the same thing. Okay. So you know that little triangle thing? It's it's a puzzle with, <laughs> yeah, the, it's orange. with, with the pegs on it. Oh, yeah. I love that game. Okay. Yes. To me, it's not as impressive if you have the, the peg uh, move, uh, movements memorized as it is if you just kind of, like, figure it out with your own brain. Right? Well, listen, at a certain point, I still think it's difficult, even if you know the algorithms, to, to learn the algorithms. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's still impressive, I think, right? So you're saying it's like, is, is, is someone card counting any less impressive than someone who's playing the game naturally without counting cards? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if that comparison uh, is a valid analogy is, yeah because the, there's a game of chance and what about uh, chess like if you learn defense so I, that's what i was wondering and, and thinking about was w- with queen's gamut like right. those guys they they memorize all sorts of different crazy sequences yes and to me you know maybe that is, that is cheating the comparison it's not necessarily cheating is it less impressive it, to me, it's a little bit less impressive. But you know, you you would say any game, like like in football, you know, any drill is it's the same. You're, how do I respond to this move in, yeah. in in martial arts? How do I respond to this move? You're learning a set series of responses, right? right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but with a Rubik's cube, there's no, you're not responding to a move; you're just memorizing. But the, but if if you say we're going back to to the orange game, uh, <laughs> if you <laughs> you mean the triangle game, yeah, this guy, if you. Uh, <laughs> If you play it enough, in order to get better, you will start to see patterns. And it's not necessarily you do the same thing every time, but you will know the patterns. Maybe. I mean, that's, you know, same thing with video games, too. Yeah. Hang on. Know. While you ponder that, have a what? rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> it's an apple. <laughs> it's, it's more of a trapezoid. Than uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, it is I'm a just, parallelogram of sorts. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering if it. Uh, God, I'm my brain is like uh, working in reverse today. No, like uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A B A, select, start. That's you know that's all essentially. <laughs> 
that is. Yeah, but is, you didn't figure that out on your own either. You know, like that somebody taught well, you that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So your son, my son, Carter, didn't my figure son. out those algorithms. Those algorithms were taught. and Right. Yeah. But it, it, what isn't learned? You know, like every behavior mm. at some point or another, you're going to have somebody taught to you, right? Right, like, right. So just being able to observe that and then retaining that knowledge, I think, is impressive in and of itself. And also the, the difference is, though, with, it, with a Rubik's Cube is the amount of possibilities on a mixed-up cube. That's, like a chessboard. That's the hard part about it is getting from, all right, a, getting from chaos to the steps you need to take to right. get it to where you need to start your, your building blocks. You know what I mean? Orange. <laughs> I think uh, those uh, like Sad. how many how many Sad. millions, if not how much money did that game initially oh. generate yeah. when it came out, and now to know that it's re it's yeah. flying off the shelves. So yeah. well, oh, look, yeah. okay, there was a breakdown. You talk about the Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. There is five times the internet traffic on online chess playing mm-hmm. than there was. Now that that's from a book that's decades old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the series uh, the, the the you can't. Finding chess boards, they're flying off the shelves. I mean, the impact of the Netflix series is crazy. People are are, are buying books on how to play chess. Going online, the searches are through the roof. Yeah. So it's funny how these things just get regurgitated and become popular again. I think I would be more proud of myself had I figured it out without somebody teaching it to me. Uh, when Rubik's Cube came out, they also, in the 80s, there was a thing that Rubik's made called the Missing Link. Do you remember that one, yeah. Nick? Yeah. I was able to solve that one, and I, and I did it without looking up how to do it. And it was just a matter of, you know, a series of, all right, let me move this. And there, and then eventually I was able to f- solve all four sides. Um, What's the gimmick to the people that do? Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a fake trick, right, if they, if they do it blindfolded or behind their backs or something like that? Are you the, talking the, about Rubik's, Rubik's Cube? Yeah. No, it's just, no. again, like it's their ability to not only memorize the movements and the algorithms but to be able to you know do it then blindfolded yeah if yeah if they look at it yeah then, then they then they instinctively well after you know learning it over and over they know what to do and then they know the patterns without having to look at it again if so. these games man <laughs> they're so they're so eternally frustrating oh yeah yeah but um no i i find it impressive i i think that even even though there may be patterns and so on involved you still have to take a, a you got to take something that's mixed up mixed up and the the combinations have got to be really really high as far as the different combinations that are possible with a rubik's cube and then and then you fix it you know, i like playing with sorts. string that's fun <laughs> uh, let me let me go to uh, fred here hi fred you're on the air good morning good morning it hey good morning, good morning it what's up bud hey there's a there's a guy in Newark on main street he was like in his 70s. He would go up and down Main Street from bar to bar, and he would do the Rubik's Cube in less than a minute if you bought him a shot of Jaeger. <laughs> in less than a minute? Yeah, it was Rubik's Jangles was his name. <laughs> so so you would you would mix it up and hand it to him, and if, if he could if he could uh, solve it within a minute, you'd, you'd have to buy him a shot. Yep, and he, you'd go down there. It didn't matter what time. You would run into him. He'd just walk up and down Main Street. <laughs> and solve the Rubik's Cube for shots. Yeah. What a story. He was like in his mid late seventies, and he would be trashed. And he, of he'd course, do he it. would, because it's easy for him. He has the <laughs> algorithms memorized, and you know, I think eventually, in, eventually the locals are going to get a little tired of that. Hey, child, I'll solve the cube for you, Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a, actually it's a good idea, it but uh, it would I would think it would only last for so long. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, I, I, yeah, I think it's cool that that uh, that that invention, that toy game, whatever puzzle, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Is still 
uh, grabbing kids' attention. You, you figure uh, they'd be this day. well past that at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and especially with their you know, video games and obviously you know everything that you can do with your phone and so on, the fact that they are still grabbing it and wanting, because it can be a Christmas gift, too, yeah. uh, which is a pretty cool thing. Um, our next guest is ready to go. Yes. Uh, normally, and I'm sure he hears it in his sleep, I would play the... The Batman theme, but I'm yeah. not going to do that. Not no. Gonna do it? No. I'm going to play a different clip <laughs> before we welcome Burt Ward on, okay? Yes. So I'm going to play this. Here we go. Baby on board something, something. Burt Ward. Okay. <laughs> Might be a nice change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Please welcome Mr. Burt Ward hey! to the show this morning. Hi, Burt. Hello, citizens. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, had, did you hear the, the Homer Simpson clip we played at the beginning there? Absolutely. I remember when I did The Simpsons with Adam West years ago. It was uh, it was amazing. I couldn't believe it when they came out with that clip. It was uh, hilarious. I yeah. couldn't believe it. You, uh, you know, and, and we're going to talk about your, your charity uh, work with Gentle Giants in, in a second, but I was wondering, just doing you know some, some reading and research on you, You've ended up being you so much in pop culture. Um, you know, it, it, it's got to be it's got to be wild to constantly be called on to pop up in these shows as as you. That's that's right. You know, I'll see what was interesting. There was eleven hundred young actors that tried out for the part of Robin. When they selected me out of eleven hundred, they they said to me, Bert, the reason we selected you because in our minds, forgetting television. If there really was a Robin, we think you personally would be it. So we don't want you to quote act. We want you to be yourself and be enthusiastic, which I have no problem doing. And so that's what I did for 120 episodes. It's it's wild that it's that it's uh, stayed obviously as robust. Let's talk quickly about because uh, we do want to give it uh, its attention. Gentle Giants, and your work. You do a lot of uh, animal uh, welfare work. Explain what's going on here with this. Yeah. Okay, for the last 26 years, my wife and I have operated the world's largest giant breed dog rescue, okay? And in the course of saving more than 15,500 dogs, wow. everyone would have been put to death if we hadn't been there, okay? We developed this food called Gentle Giants and dog and puppy food as, as a charity. In other words, we don't take any salary from this. But what's important to your listeners is that we have dogs living up to 27 and a half years. Wow. There's no one else in the world has been able to do this. I mean, not just one dog. I'm talking about we have hundreds of dogs that are living into their 20s. We have thousands of dogs that have doubled their average lifespan. This is our charity. It's available all across the country in, in, in Target and Walmart and other stores. But we've just now come out with our cat food, a gentle giant's cat and kitten food. Again, we take no salary from this. But what's so interesting, the reason we developed cat and kitten food is that we found that two of our cats, one lived to 31 years old, one lived to 32, eating our dog food. So, so I mean, that's got to be that's got to be birth. That's got to be at like world record level. I mean, you know that. I mean, that's that's insane. It is. is. But 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 cats do need a little more protein and other things. So now we took that incredible formula that we use for dogs, converted it as well for cats. So we now have both a cat food and a dog food. And we've made it available in time for Christmas for all these people. You know, I don't know if you know this. Do you realize how many people are taking animals out of shelters because of this whole COVID 
pandemic. In other words, they're having to stay at home. So they're keeping animals with them that they're taking from shelters, saving their lives, which is incredible. And, and now our new cat and kitten food is available online at Target.com and at General Giants. PetProducts.com. Again, this is our charity. We take no salary from this, but we love animals, guys. Well, this well, is this we is right, right. Uh, I hope animals live longer and healthy. This is right up my alley. My wife has her own um, um, uh, pet charity. It's uh, Max Fund for homeless and feral cats. And uh, we're d- definitely tied into all the uh, the rescues in, in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. And this means a lot because pet, pet owners in general look for the foods that have something that's going to provide benefit. You can do, you're being pulled in a multiple, uh, multiple, you know, all these different directions by these different companies promising they have the best food. So this, this sounds something like I, and I'm seriously saying this, I'm going to check into because to get a cat to live that long is pretty amazing with a good quality of life. So, well, let, uh, let me tell you how we do it. Let, let me tell you how we do it real quickly. What makes us different from all the other companies that are in for, for making money is that we don't fill our food with fat and we don't coat it on the outside with the greasy fat. Yeah. And if you feel dog food or cat food, you always got that kind of a greasy feeling in your fingers when you touch it. It's slight, but it's still there. That shortens their lives, but it makes them eat more food to make you buy more food. We don't do that. Our food is dry, pure all nutrition, no GMOs, which is the big thing, which is causing cancer. GMOs, genetically modified organisms in food. So we don't do any of that. Our food is pure nutrition, and this is what we've done because we love animals, and this is our charity. Well, that, it's it's great stuff, and I, I applaud. I'm, I'm seriously going to look into it because I've actually been shopping around and looking for different uh, different pet food. So and to do that and, and do what you're doing is great. We have to ask, of course, about you know obviously all the other stuff. And I was doing a little bit more investigating anything on anything you like, anything you like, citizen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The, I, I love how the, the stories about you and Bruce Lee keep popping up and 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 finding out differently from what I think we we talked once before. Uh, that there was this this legendary story about there how there was this contention because Green Hornet was from the same producers who did the original Batman, and then there was an episode a crossover exactly. episode. You actually were friends with Bruce Lee, correct? That's right. Yes, we lived in the same condominium complex, and we used to spar together. I used to fight with him. Now sparring, you pull the punches. You don't you don't make full contact. But nevertheless, I fought with him. And in fact, a piece of trivia for you: Bruce Lee's first filmed fight scene of his career was fighting me on Batman. But we were friends, and I remember when when he and Linda and Brandon we went down to Chinatown to have dinner. And of course, Bruce had lived in Hong Kong for ten years, so he knew all the most authentic foods. But we were friends, and we sparred together. And uh, in 2015, I was inducted into the International Karate and Kickboxing Hall of Fame, which was a great honor. But again, fighting Bruce Lee, I'll tell you something, he was unbelievable. He was the real thing, my friend. Does it, wow. does it, does it, does wow. it sort of, I mean, obviously it sounds like you're a man at peace, but does it ever agitate you that you're, you're kind of dismissed? Uh, you know, I, I always used to love the fights in the Batman series, watching it as a kid. And, uh, you know, it was, it was so cool. Uh, but that, you know, it was, oh, they had to... Had to be a stunt double. You had your entire face was exposed except for that thin Robin mask. It had to be you in ninety percent right. of those scenes. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you, I love the fight scenes. The ones that I didn't care about were the explosions and the second degree burns and the broken nose and the trips to the emergency hospital because it was such a 
dangerous show to make. How? And and I would always say, well, wait a minute, why aren't they using my stuntman? Well, he doesn't look like you. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I'd be having coffee with Adam West while I'm on the way to the hospital. Were, were the stuntmen making more for the, for the, I guess they call them gags or, or stunts like that? And, and so they just figured, let you do it and just pay you a regular salary? No, no, no. Well, no, no. It, it, they, they, they did. They got a lot of money. In fact, the, my on the first day, I was in the Batmobile coming out of the Batcave with a stuntman, and, and, and he said, hold on. He says, because the good news is, he says, the more broken bones I get, the more money I get. Oh. I said, well, that's not very comforting. <laughs> you know? But, 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 but they, it's because of my mask, because... They, they always seem to be closer to me. They, they position the camera, okay, like in the Batcave and some of these other things. And, and my stuntman, a wonderful, fantastic guy, he did, believe it or not, they used him for the fight things because they were so far away. And I did all the close-ups when I wanted to do all of the fights. So they did use him a lot. But for the really dangerous stuff, they had a policy, always use Burke. It has to be cool because I know uh, uh, the uh, they did the crisis on Infinite Earths and they had all the uh, the CWDC shows tied together yeah. and they did that that, that classic uh, comic book story. You made an appearance as Dick Grayson. That's all right, just before the main titles and and just uh, two months ago on September fifteenth, uh, DC released released a book called Robin. 80 years of the boy wonder that I wrote the introduction for uh. a beautiful 400 page color book. So, you know, I, I'll tell you, I have a wonderful relationship with Warner brothers. So I like to say that I was the Cape crusader and then I became the canine crusader. <laughs> nice. And now I'm the cat and kitten crusader. <laughs> it all ties together when you're saving lives, it doesn't matter whether human, feline, or cat or dog. No, nice. I, I think it's tremendous. I'm seriously, I'm not. I, you know, I, I, I'm going to look into this cat food because mm-hmm. uh, the quality stuff is is uh, sometimes hard to come by. I commend you. We all commend you for your uh, work for animals and just in general. Well, thank you, citizens. Oh, <laughs> you're the best, Bert. Good luck with everything. Gentle giants, dog, and cat food. Target, you'll be able to get it. Thanks so much, Bert Ward. Yeah. Everybody. Baby on board, something, something, Burt Ward. (laughs) (laughs) That was the B Sharps episode. I I would like to have asked him, Steve, if he has seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Not that he had anything to do with, you know, the whole man's thing, but it was of that time. Yeah. Of those, uh, you know, stuntman in Hollywood and working in that whole scene. And he was... You know, it was a hip show, man. It, it was, was it was the trendy show. It was the pop culture show. Yeah. It was Andy Warhol. Uh, people like that were all. This was the oh, this is really cool. And as a kid, as me, as a little kid, I was like, oh my god, this is real. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting a lot of the, the, the comedy that was part of it that was meant for the adults to watch. Who found it hilarious, right? Uh, and uh, but it was all part of that. And there was a documentary about uh, Adam West. In that time, I mean, at the height of pop, they were banging people. Right? I'm sure. I they mean, were. he was going crazy. Yeah, and and so they, you know, they they never it never got that much away from them. But the the studio would always be like, you know, when you're going to this Batman day yeah. in uh, Little Rock or whatever, <sighs> try <sighs> to leave some people unhumped. <laughs> <laughs> I was Doug Robin. I always thought he was cool. Yes, I mean, he had. I mean, Batman was the. He's the supreme, right. you know, he's the head honcho, but Robin couldn't be a slouch. I mean, no. he was his right-hand guy. He was a badass. And Robin eventually got, 
even like with the uh, Teen Titans, yes. you know, recently ended up becoming coming into his own. A more pro- you know? like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's more prominent character, cool character and the evolution of the character. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they pay him, you know, uh, tribute in uh, Batman Forever with the uh, holy rusted metal. Yeah, yeah, holy metal, that. Batman. <laughs> that was great. Uh, real quick, before we take a break, I do want to mention we have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, it says, uh, Preston spatchcocked a turkey. You have to bone it. Also, a bonus Gary Lauer call-in. Oh, oh yeah. how has Gary Lauer ever been on it? A- he had to have been on he had, he said, Oh, Gary! On our David Rush video at one time or another. Uh, so, you can now watch it at PrestonAndSteve.com, and it is sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. I got some B-File stories Yay. I think you're going to like. We'll come back with those, so make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR has been to some strange places, and now we're at Radio.com. Come visit. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Finals. We go to the well one more time. It is brought to you by OmahaSteaks.com. Type Preston in the search bar. You get exclusive deals, including the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, which includes four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. Thermometer. <laughs> it's a thermometer. It's a thermometer. Uh, <laughs> it's Oma- very flamboyantly dressed. OmahaSteaks.com. Uh, people who flocked to Auckland Ata's Square on Saturday in hope of some free cash have been left angry. This is in Australia. Uh, and also out of pocket and injured. The event by the safety warehouse was marketed as, quote, New Z- oh, this is in New Zealand, not Australia. What the hell am I talking about? As New Zealand's first ever mass cash drop with a promise of actual money flying from the sky to the tune of $100,000. What could go wrong? Well, people turned up in the hundreds after securing free tickets, but when the cash started raining down and people realized fake money was coming oh. down, things started to get really, really ugly. Uh, Member of Parliament Ricardo Menendez was there. He stumbled on the event by chance and said it got pretty violent after the crowd realized what was happening. Of course. He said he saw people getting trampled as the crowd scrambled for the fake money with some sporting cuts. Wayne Lynch, who was there, drove all the way up. He spent $120 on gas alone and was uh, he thought he would be more than compensated by the cash giveaway. But he realized that wasn't the case when he caught his first two notes and spotted that they were fake. Instead of legal tender, the, quote, cash gives the bearer 30% off orders from the safety warehouse. Holy Jesus. So it was a coupon. Yeah. Uh, they sell PPEs. It's a crummy commercial. Uh, Lynch said he's now stranded in Auckland with no money to get back home. He was also hurting the crush of the crowd, too. Who? He said, I was stomped on, and they were throwing the money. I had a whole pile of people on top of me. Menendez said that he was concerned there weren't appropriate safety measures in place. How do you even get away with something like that? Yeah. the On the Safety Warehouse's now deleted Facebook page, more than 2,000 people have registered their interest in the event. The business said that it had been a massive year for them. And they said, we are the people's company and proud of it. So we're dropping $100,000 in value from the sky. Uh, 12 p.m. Saturday the 5th. Yes, actual money, it said. Will be flying from the sky. If it says in it actual money, yep. you've got to drop actual money. That is correct. So I'm wondering how this is going to wrap up. Oh, I'm sure in court. 
Uh, the call of nature can come at any time, and for one FedEx driver, that call came while making her delivery rounds. But it's her decision to it was her decision to relieve herself in a customer's garage port that caused the most shock. <laughs> the homeowner who captured the in- indecent act didn't want to go on camera for safety reasons, but they told a television reporter that. Uh, she was just as shocked as the rest of her community, especially since it occurred in broad daylight. Was it full men- menu items, or was it just one? Uh, oh, I don't know if they pooped or not. Yeah, yeah, but uh, this time of year is incredibly busy for delivery services with so many people buying Christmas gifts online. Many companies bring on extra drivers to help with the surge in packages. In a statement, the company said the behavior depicted in the video is unacceptable and inconsistent with the professionalism FedEx ground service providers demonstrate every day. Company added that the driver at the center of the debacle is no longer working with the company and offered up an apology to the customer as well. Melissa Ashby says that she and her neighbors had noticed some inflatable holiday displays were slashed over the last few days. Mm. On Thursday morning, she found her Santa inside a helicopter display deflated and ruined. Well, Ashby checked her surveillance camera, was going to try and catch the vandal. Sure. It was a bear. Oh. Did you see the footage? It's pretty wild. Yeah. Because the uh, bear doesn't know what the hell to make of it. Ashby said, honestly, when he turned around and actually went after the front and went after it twice, it was kind of scary. Uh, Fairfax County, by the way, and Virginia wildlife officials say that uh, neighbors in the Fairfax station area reported bear sightings in November. According to experts, bears are more curious than dangerous and are often attracted by unsecured trash and bird seed. But they were going after the inflatables this time around. <laughs> Just days after some 50 Christmas trees were stolen from a local hardware store. Hardware store? The Spokane Police Department said that it had arrested a real-life Grinch who stole from them. Upon reviewing store security video, it was clear the incident happened around 3.30 a.m. when someone packed the trees into a trailer. A post on the store's Facebook page asked the public to share any information they might have with the Spokane Police Department. And it led to an investigation to the arrest of Eli P. Van Sickle. Uh, after his arrest, Van Sickle told police where the trailer was, it was used and the burglary was stashed, leading to the recovery of the stolen trees. He uh, was in the warehouse with Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, right? Doesn't it sound yeah, like yeah, that yeah. type of name? Eli P. Eli P. Van Sickle. Ah, uh, say, where the, where them Christmas trees at? Uh, Van Sickle has a felony record and was jailed on suspicion of burglary and theft. Fifty trees. Mm-hmm, fifty of them. All right, and one more story. I love this one. A bald Kentucky man caused a disturbance at a salon after he asked a worker if she, quote, had a product to bring his hair back, and she told him no. Jeffrey Trent was arrested after allegedly causing a disturbance inside a salon in Lawrenceburg. The six foot three inch, two hundred and fifty pound Trent walked into the frame clinic and gallery around two ten forty a.m. and asked about quote product to bring his hair back. Make my hair come back. An employee of the salon told Trent that no such magic potion was available, and at this point, cops it was at this point cops report Trent became belligerent and created a disturbance inside the business. Make my hair come back. He was subsequently arrested on a misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge. Trent, by the way, whose hair color is listed as bald in police and jail records, was booked into the county detention center. In an unrelated case, Trent, who remains behind bars, is facing charges for arson, criminal mischief, and violating a protective order as well. So he's a swell guy. Oh, yeah. That is all I have today in the Bizarre File for you. We have another break to take. 
When we come back, though, we have your chance to win something. We're going to give away uh, Digital Download of Tenet, if you haven't seen that yet. And that is for the correct answer to today's lesson question. You've been paying attention. You retain the information you've heard. We will find out shortly. Let's get trash and music news. Stay put. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to move along with a chance for you to win something right now. We have a digital download of the film Tenet by Christopher Nolan. And you have to answer a question about something that happened earlier on the show today. So the question that I ask is... Orange is the same as what shape? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Orange is the same as what shape? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. While you're calling in, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by... Your local Deets and Watson Real Philly Delis. They're open for takeout. You can taste four generations of family recipes made with love. And show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deets and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Chris Brown posting pictures of his one-year-old son, Aiko, on Instagram, commenting on how big he has gotten. Brown commented, quote, is this normal? Are these things supposed to grow? (laughs) (laughs) Chris Collinsworth, you saw this, Chris Collinsworth says he's sick over a comment he made about female NFL fans on air Wednesday in which he suggested he was surprised they knew so much about the game. Collinsworth says he knows it must have been very hurtful to women because they are so emotional and always on the rag. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) And finally... (laughs) The so-called Elvis honeymoon hideaway in Palm Springs, where the king spent his honeymoon night with Priscilla Presley, has hit the market at $2.5 million. The home features a lot of the original furniture, including the crib Priscilla slept in. Ah. (laughs) That's your Hollywood track. All right, we're going to see if somebody knows the answer to this. Orange is the same as what shape? And I will go to Larry for the answer. Good morning, Larry. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Larry. All right, so orange is the same as what shape? It is the same thing as a triangle. You're correct. Triangle. All right, Larry, hang on. We'll get your information. And you, sir, get a digital download of Tenant, a film by Christopher Nolan, fighting for the survival of the world. The protagonist is armed with only a word, Tenant, on a mission unfolding in something beyond real time, not time travel, inversion. You can see it in theaters now and own it December 15th. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. Uh, When your car needs service, head to your local Confidence Plus Service Center for trained, experienced technicians and a national warranty. 
covering parts and labor. Info and locations at myconfidenceplus.com. Uh, we'll start with this. Big deal. Universal Music Group has acquired the publishing rights to Bob Dylan's songwriting catalog in one of the biggest acquisitions in UMG's history. That is pretty enormous. Uh, music Business Worldwide understands that the buyout conducted by Universal Music Publishing Group uh, sees Universal acquire both the publisher and writer shares of Dylan's catalog. In recent years, catalog, which was owned by Dylan ahead of UMG's acquisition, has been administered by Universal rivals Sony ATV outside the U.S. and Dylan's own operation inside the United States. It's me. The catalog encompasses more than 600 copyrights spanning 60 years, from 1962's cultural milestone blowing in the wind all the way to this year's epic murder most foul. Expert industry sources predict that the Dylan catalog would command a price tag somewhere in the region of two hundred and fifty million to four hundred million dollars. Oh my god! I'm always four hundred million. If that sounds pricey, consider that just last week Stevie Nicks' songwriting catalog was valued at around one hundred million dollars, following Primary Wave's acquisition acquisition of eighty percent of it. Universal did not disclose the price of the Dylan deal. Uh, the buyout represents a major move for UMG in the rampant music rights M and A market where the majority of active activity in recent months has uh, come from relatively new players, such as uh, Hypnosis, Songs Fund, Primary Wave, and Roundhill. I don't know anything about those groups. Not a clue. Who they are, but I know Bob is making over $250 million from the deal, most likely. Do do? Wow, he's got to be excited. <laughs> I was thinking about that story. Remember the time he was walking around New Jersey, yeah. down yeah. by the shore? Yeah. He got pulled over for being a vague. Yeah, yeah. They, he was just walking, and they... You know, it was a vagrant. Uh, I can understand why, you know. Kenny Slimby. Aerosmith, Steven Tyler, and Joe Perry are on board for a Wayne's World virtual reunion. Ah, uh, it used to be Wayne's. Well, yeah. They were in the first one, too, were they not? Yes. Yeah. Uh, NME report. Well. No, it was the second no. one, wasn't it? Well, yeah, because they were on the bit. Uh, it was Alice Cooper that was in the that's first Alice movie. That's Alice Cooper. That's right. And then the second one, they're Wayne Stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they right. had done the bit on SNL yeah, before, I right. think. So, yeah. Uh, so, Enemy reported the Toxic Twins will join Wayne and Garth, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, for the online event uh, today as part of Josh Gad's ongoing Reunited Apart YouTube series, which benefits three First Responders uh, Children's Foundation, uh, or the First Responders Children's Foundation. Aerosmith announced their participation on social media, posting, siblings, siblings, <laughs> surprise, uh, we, are, we were worthy enough to reunite with our friends Wayne and Garth. Uh, past reunited apart uh, events have featured the cast of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Ghostbusters, Splash, Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future, The Goonies, and others. So they're going to be a part of that. Paul Stanley is promising the Kiss 2020 Goodbye pay-per-view concert will top all others this New Year's Eve. Uh, it's been reported that the show will be streamed live from the Royal Beach at Atlantis, Dubai, and shot over by over 50 cameras with a 360-degree view. KISS 2020 Goodbye is available via live stream with a ticket purchase on any computer, mobile device, or Apple TV. We're going to end it all in Dubai where we started. Uh, Paul said uh, had shed some light on what fans can expect from the band as they ring in 2021. He said, what we're doing on New Year's Eve is the largest KISS show, if you can believe that, that we've ever done, a worldwide pay-per-view event from Dubai. And we will be breaking Guinness World Records for all kinds of things. First of all, 
most importantly, we're going to play all the songs that everybody loves. And the band is in great, great shape and anticipating this more than pretty much anything we've done in recent in the recent past. He went on to say, to that end, we will have a million dollars worth of pyro, which is even a lot for us, by the way. And if you don't do the pay-per-view, you'll probably hear the pyro anyway. That being said, again, this will be a night for people to remember. A million dollars just on pyro. On pyro? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Paul spoke. That's crazy, right? Uh, totally. About the precautions that the band is taking for the concert, explaining safety comes first. And taking COVID really seriously up until the time uh, that we have a vaccine and beyond that. Because people need to realize uh, that with COVID, you don't know what you're getting. One person gets the sniffles and somebody else, unfortunately, dies. So we are taking all that very seriously. I uh, said the most important thing to us was to make sure that peop- the, the people involved, 500 workers putting this thing together, 3,000 people attending at a safe distance, and yours truly... We want to be safe, and that was paramount to us. So that's going to be a New Year's Eve pay-per-view event, which would be pretty cool. That is pretty wild. And the last thing, Motley Crue has released a line of hot sauce. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Finally! The gift set features six different sauces with names like Shout at the Devil, Live Wire, Dr. Feelgood, Primal Scream, Wild Side, and Home Sweet Home. It's a perfect gift. Uh, I'm going to put this in a basket with my rat bath beads. <laughs> Your rat what bath beads? Bath beads, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and, and Europe skin peel masks. Absolutely. Those, too. Those are the great. The best, yes. Yeah. Uh, so the set is available for $75 at the, uh, the band's website, if you're interested in the Motley Crue hot sauce line. My, uh, my friend Scott unveiled his line over the weekend, and they are called... Um, Butt blaster, Mr. Basil's butt blaster. Hot sauce, yeah, hot sauces, okay. yeah. Uh, the butt sweats, and I think that's all of it. Okay, yeah. Oh, butt squirts. Sorry, the uh, butt squirts. Yes, I like that. So he went high, high concept on this. Which one would you try first? Uh, butt I think the, the red one. Yeah, is the butt squirts. I think I'll go with that. I'd have to do that as well. But I think people are doing this at home right now because they they found that they have time on their hands, and so if they grew peppers, uh, people are making their own hot sauce again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what can go wrong? Yeah, people are making all kinds of home homey stuff. So, yeah, but uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past hot sauces. Remember <laughs> banana bread, guys? Remember that was a thing. Remember, banana I bread? do remember that for a minute. We almost made some banana bread this weekend, but we oh. forgot to. Yeah, we're going to. <laughs> and we'll have to get around to that soon. Listen, so. it's it's past. The, the magic yeah. is gone. Yep. All right, that's it. That's all I got in music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Letter of the day for that first word of the week. we got Brent Portion for one Mr. Pierre Robert, so we will get that from him and find out what he's got coming up for you today. We'll be right back. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve show about ready to uh, come to a close. I would like to thank our guest, uh, Mr. Bert Ward, yeah. uh, for being on the show this morning. Be on board, something, something, Bert Ward. He was, uh, he was, to, he was promoting uh, Jumble Giants, which he, he handles this dog nonprofit uh, organization, and they have their own dog food. But he was more than happy to go into all kinds of Batman stuff and just talk about whatever from that time No, it's great. Really yeah. nice. We'll, yeah. we'll get him another time. Absolutely. You can go to GentleGiantsDogFood.com 
and GentleGiantsRescue.com. So it was cool to have him on. Hey, everybody. It's Brent Porter. Hey, hey. Good morning. How are you, man? I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Did you work this weekend? I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been taking off Saturdays to... You might have heard I'm moving. I'm in the process of moving. So. I did, and I have we talked about your issue that you had? Or would no, you I, not? I have not. I mean, we can if we want to, but I've I've stayed away from it. You had a flooding problem. I did. It oh, was like that's... having a water main break in your basement, but oh, like but just like, as you're moving out, two hours worth of at least 100 psi water just oh, flooding oh, out my basement, dude. my record collection. Oh, I, I heard about the record collection. Yeah. Oh yeah. How much of it? Grand. How much it was lost? Uh, at least half of my record collection, over about five grand worth. Once I got got through and put everything into like an Excel spreadsheet and all that kind of stuff, everything was sealed, autographed. I mean, it was numbered. It was limited oh, edition. It was colored vinyl. Oh. It was like stuff that I was collecting. Oh, man. All right. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, obviously the sleeves are, are, are shot. Mm-hmm. But can the actual can do the records survive water? Some of them, yes. The uh, some of them, the the inside sleeve kind of gummed stuck up to it, stuck to it, and kind of went inside yeah. the grooves and stuff like it that. In, in the vinyl well, stuff. also, you've you've gone to the trouble of making them collectible by getting them signed and and you're, you're yeah. you had them archived. I I, tr- I I know what kind of music psycho you are, mm. so <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, so I, I went and picked up the box. It was in a cardboard box, ready to go, and I was actually oh. going to bring it with me to where I'm staying at at the moment. I'm like, nah. Nah, it's too heavy. I'll just leave it there and I'll grab it tomorrow. Tomorrow during the big move. And of course, I went to pick up the box and the whole thing just fell out. Fell out of the bottom. And it's wow. a good lesson. Always move your record collection because uh, you'll have a flood and yeah. ruin. One yeah. of the worst moments of my entire life, other than you know somebody losing somebody or somebody passing away. Like yeah. it, was, it was terrible. Yeah. That sucks, dude. Had you sold here. the house? Yeah, it was. It was two days before I was set to do the big move and get everything out of the house. So I had furniture that was ruined. I had a bed. I had a sleeper sofa down there. A, a sectional. Did the oh. sale fall through though because of it? No, it did not. Thankfully, I don't know if this is wood or not. But as of right now, the new homeowners are in the house. Um, but I still have yet to get the insurance check. Right. So they're they're up my butt. <sighs> trying to get that insurance money so right, they can start right. working on the house. And, I mean, carpets, and they had to rip out the walls. There was wood paneling walls. There that was drywall. That everybody, yeah. dude. That yeah. sucks for the people, even though it's going to be covered, they're still, they were planning on moving in and, and having the, plans oh, and getting yeah. it the set up. The basement's all that, set up. Oh, and that sucks, dude. Will the insurance company go get those records signed for you? <laughs> <laughs> you should tell them that's what you right. need. They actually had to send, I, I had I at least three gigs. Farm. Is any member of Triumph there to sign a few <laughs> records for us? <laughs> No, I, they had to send all of my pictures out to an appraiser out in, like, Los Angeles. Like, an actual, like, real uh, deal, you know, knows what they're talking well, yeah, about. Yeah, so. I mean, it was, you were serious. It's yeah. a serious. And that's the stuff that when you talk, when you see, like, tornado-destroyed towns. And, you know, you can you can place a refrigerator. But memories, the pictures, the all that stuff, that's what really gets you. I'm glad it happened in my basement and not, like, an upper floor. Because yeah. I think it would have destroyed the whole house. With yeah. as much oh, water you're that right. came yes. through, you know. At least it was at the lowest part of the house. <sighs> yeah, so that was fun. All right, well, take a deep breath, sir. Yeah, you got to, you got some entertaining to do. I today. do. Let's do it. All right, let's do the letter of the day. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. The letter S is in sad. All right, <laughs> sad. We're gonna give away a large Kilwins King of Prussia gift basket filled with fine chocolates. Fresh hand paddled fudge, sea salt, caramels, 
hand-dipped chocolate pretzels, hot chocolate mix, and a festive holiday treats. Also, a $100 Kilwins King of Prussia wow. gift card. Chocolate. Located in the King of Prussia Town Center, you can stop in for a variety of gift packages and to see amazing treats uh, being made right in the front of the store. Kilwins Sweet in every sense, uh, every sense since 1947. So we'll get that away. Mm, on Friday, um, what's coming up on the show today? So it's Monday. Let's rock and roll today, man. I got workforce blocks. We're going to do one of saliva. We're also going to do one of the police for your boys. Ooh, yes. Uh, your other boys. Excellent. And uh, Lenny Kravitz. And plus all sorts of great tunes between now and 3 o'clock. Nice. Excellent. And uh, and comfort Brent, please, because he's going <laughs> through a time while you spend Virtual uh, hug. next few hours listening to him. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin'. You can get cheers in at Dunkin' this holiday season with their holiday-inspired signature drinks. Also, Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Wilmington University. Tomorrow on our program, we are going to have uh, the great Louis Gossett Jr. Yes. And we're also going to have uh, Gabriel Iglesias on. Very funny guy. Two home runs. Yep. So it should be a good day tomorrow. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Hey, I'd like to give a good old you to everybody on my team it is your job to move the inventory not mine but since you lazy pieces won't get up your asses i'll just do it myself in between wiping your noses for you a bunch of little babies next message from the makers of hand goo i feel like choking my chicken tonight choking my chicken tonight next message you know, we have this social distancing thing, which is actually pretty cool because you don't got some other right up your ass. How about we practice the same thing in traffic? And maybe we could actually slow along a little bit better, you stupid The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack! Sell them for less.